Single Simulcast is about a lot of things. This podcast may make you laugh, cry, or pound your fists into your desk. If you hear something you like or something you don't, leave a voicemail at 916-572-9016 or email us at singlesimulcast at gmail.com. One. Single. Simulcast. <laughs> Single Simulcast episode 285. Uh, as always, the wonderful Shantae is in the building, and today we are joined by an esteemed guest. I'm like really, really thrilled to have them on the show with us. Like, you have to understand that the way that we met was so random, <laughs> literally <laughs> random, that it was just, it, 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 it's a blessing to even say that I know them and to have them on the show. Um, today oh, cool. we have JV, uh, from a myriad of different podcasts. They are actually, uh, the host of the In the Mix podcast, which is the podcast that I initially heard. Uh, they yeah. are also, you remember that one, right, Shante? Yeah. They, are, <laughs> they are also the writer, producer, editor, and lead characters in the Red Wing podcast, uh, which yeah. is audio drama. Uh, y'all know how I feel about audio drama, so we're going to talk about that one in just a second. And then they are also the host of the Crime Musings podcast. And that's Musings with an S, but you know me and my braces. Um, <laughs> all of the show notes, all, all of the uh, shows are in the show notes. Um, their Twitter handles, the... Um, links to the shows and I urge y'all to check them out because JV is awesome like literally yeah. um yeah oh tell them well, now I'm just getting all teared up and <laughs> we just started <laughs> we got some time to go save your tears well no we'll get to that too but uh <laughs> JV tell them something about yourself tell them something about your shows the floor is yours all right. Well, okay. So In the Mix was the first podcast that I ever started, um, which was weirdly based on like a YouTube show that I thought I was going to have that I then was like, ah, I'm too long winded for that. So I guess it's going to be a podcast that's much easier. Um, and uh, I interview various other podcasters, uh, which is honestly the most fun. I love to do that. I love to just sit down and have like, Real long conversations. Uh, so I guess that's a fun thing about In the Mix is that every every episode is long, thus meaning there are multiple episodes of like the same, of like with the same guest, which is really really exciting for me and hopefully exciting for other people. But I get to really get to know someone in the amount of time that I spend with them. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah. So there's that one. Criminal Musings is a true crime podcast where I cover. Cases involving um, involving LGBT people or people of color, possibly and and or I guess really is what because that yeah there's overlap sometimes anyway um, and um, I cover that with the from the perspective of someone who understands um, psychology um, specifically social psychology and also criminal psychology and. Uh, has a passion for learning about how people are crazy, um, I guess. And, 
Yeah, I guess that's a good way to put it. Um, and the Red Wing audio drama podcast. Ah, uh, yes. Um, that is my that is my dream project that I have somehow managed to make into an actual thing. Um, and I'm still not sure how the hell I did that, to be completely honest with you. But here we are. And for that one, you're on episode seven, I believe, just came out uh, yesterday, right? Yep, episode seven came out. Um, oh, that one actually came out on Friday. I released episode seven on Friday because it was the day before my birthday, and I wanted to uh, I wanted to get it out and to have people have something to listen to over the weekend or maybe on Sunday while they're recovering from having um, had all of the drinks in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot the St. Patrick's Day was this weekend because, yeah. Um, yeah, I learned a long, I, I decided a while ago never to drink in public. Um, oh, so, well, okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's me, a bold choice. Yeah. Um, see what, see, see what had happened was when you drink in public and you already have a loose filter, um, Ooh, okay. the, the, <laughs> The filter falls off uh, when mm. you're drunk in public, and wow. a lot of it's like Bruce Banner is such a nice guy, right? You took your shirt off. You took your shirt off in the club, didn't you? I, you um, just like I may or may just not took it all off. I'm, I may or may not have used the phrase "white privilege is the bane of society." Because a girl asked me to sing 50 Cent uh, in the club to her because it was her birthday. And I was the only black person in the bar. And it was karaoke night. And I just found that wildly racist that they wanted me, the black guy, to sing 50 Cent to them. um, Just so they could hear Go Shorty, It's Your Birthday. Also, I had never met this white woman before. And I was, I was, I was drinking tequila. Um... Listen, white girls be out here doing some crazy <laughs> shit, and I, like, okay, literally on Saturday, well, first of all, I'm the kind of person that is usually very calm. I don't, I don't yell at people often. I know that, actually, I'm sure most people don't find that hard to believe, because I'm usually very quiet unless I'm laughing, at which point I'm a little loud, but... Um, I was on the train headed into New York City, and I... Oh, God damn it. Um, okay, so these these two white girls get on the train, and the train's, like, a little bit full, and I'm sitting behind... Um, I'm sitting behind these two black girls, and they're in, they're in that, like, one seat on the train that's, like, um, two sets of seats facing each other. Mm-hmm. So it's, mm-hmm. like, four seats. Yeah, so they're sitting on... They're sitting, like, in front of me, and there's just, like, there are two sort of empty seats, but, like, their bags are partially sitting there. Mm-hmm. So, um, they are engrossed in the conversation. They are not paying attention to the rest of the train, um, for good reason, because why would you, when you have a great friend to sit there and talk to, you know? Exactly. Um, and these white girls, they, they sort of walk onto the train walk past them and then stand like behind the seat mm. but like not like 
like weirdly behind the seat, like not like not visible to either of the women, like just at all. Like I could see them because I knew one, I knew they were there because I'm always alert. When white people are around, I'm always alert. Word, <laughs> and word. Order four thousand eighty-one. I feel that. Mm, I'm just looking out like mm, something's going on here, and I could tell something was about to go on because they were they were just sitting there glaring, glaring at the black girls for like no reason other than like, well, okay, I sort of had a general idea of like why they were glaring. It was clear that they wanted the seats, but they didn't want to ask for them. Yep. <laughs> was right. like clearly what was going on. So, but the black girls aren't paying any attention to them. And also, I, I know this, but these two girls don't know this, but the two white girls don't know this, but they are getting off in two stops, like from where we were at that point. So one full stop goes by and the like ticket master dude comes through and is like, uh, ladies, you should be sitting. Oh, oh, miss, would you mind moving those bags there? Um, just put them on your lap for a second. And like, yeah, would you mind doing that? Thank you. And she's like, sure, no problem. No problem. So she moves her bags. And then the white girls sit down, but they just can't let it go. Oh, <laughs> so, God, they were really pressed. Oh, wow. Right? <laughs> I'm like, so one of the... <laughs> One of the girls just turns to the turns the black girls and is like, "You know, it is your social responsibility to, to move your best." <laughs> Which also the, the movement you didn't you guys can't see the movement I just did, but I put oh, my we hand know my it. Hand That's the problem. Like, we know it already. <laughs> like this is not like oh this is not good. Um, and so I thought that the black girl's response was perfect, which was, but are you sitting, though? <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, I'm done. Like, that's perfect. I I had a flask of wine on me at the time, so I, I pulled it out, so I'm like, this bad to be some bullshit. I, I can't do this. Um, so I take a big, long swig, and while I'm doing that, the white girl starts to get loud, and I'm like, nope. No, I'm really not doing this today. No, not at all today. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> then, and then the black girl tells her to shut up, which is fair. Because, again, random stranger talking to you on the train. Not exactly a thing that should be happening. <laughs> and um, that is when the white girl decides to accuse her of going to community college. Oh. What? What? Doesn't make any damn sense. Like it was out of left field. I, there was no reason for that to happen. So now I'm now I'm actively peeking over the side of the thing to like <laughs> stare at the face. So I'm like, is this for mine? Like what is happening? And they start yelling at each other, like just full on yelling at each other on a public train. <laughs> and the ticket master comes back and is like. Ladies, if you both don't shut the hell up right now on this train, like, you will both be thrown off at the next stop. Like, that's that's just going to happen. And these tickets are not unrefundable, so... Hmm? Um, <laughs> and they finally stop. And, um... The friend of the black girl that was... That had the good... That had the best lines. Um, <laughs> as they were leaving... 
said to the white girl that was yelling, said to her friend, um, have a great day. Which I don't know why that made me so <laughs> happy, but I wanted to clap because it just felt so shady. <laughs> it's the equivalent of the church lady saying, God bless you. After yeah, they, I'm going to pray for you. I'm, I'm going to pray for you. Exactly. And it was that tone, too. It was that exact tone, which I was like, oh, this is perfect. Uh, um <laughs> Like, kill them with kindness. Fatality. <laughs> so they so they leave the train. And that white girl starts to get loud again. Oh, dear. Talking about, I was this close. I was oh. this close. And I'm like, this. I'm literally thinking this close, this close to, to what? Yeah. Oh, but she answers my question with, with, oh, fuck. Oh my god, I'm sorry. This is like so ridiculous. She answers with a good old fashioned. I was about to bring up Rosa Parks to her. See. Wait, wait. Wait, wait. Wait, wait. Yeah. What does that have to do with anything, man? Exactly. Oh god, like it was so bad. Like. Nope, I'm actually done. Um, and had I not, like, okay, I've been put on, um, uh, I just got put on a new medication that I actually also stopped taking in, like, that day, by the way. Um, like, first day taking it, last day taking it. Prob- this is not, this is one of the good things that happened because of it. I suddenly felt not afraid and felt a little bold. So I stood up just enough to, like, be seen over the edge of the thing. Put my arm on, like, just to rest it down on the thing so I can give her that good, what the fuck are you talking about look? Mm-hmm. Like, just that <laughs> So I'm so I'm leaning there, giving her that look, with my with my noise-canceling headphones on. Well, not even on, just like on my, around my neck basically. And I'm looking at her like, Madam... Well, I, I say this, actually. This is the part that I say. Madam, you have been screaming on this public train for the last 15 goddamn minutes. If you don't shut up, I'm going to bring the conductor back here and get your ass kicked off this train. Because if you want to talk about social responsibility, it is your social responsibility to not bother the fuck out of everybody else on this train. And then sat the fuck back down. And she shut up the whole rest of the ride. She sounds like the type of white woman who, or the type of white girl who would write a sternly worded letter to the train company. I guarantee you there's an angry Tumblr post out there about me. Right? (laughs) Right? There's a Facebook post somewhere. One person, one side has uh, got a Facebook post saying, this hero stood up and talked these Beckys down. The other side is like, this deranged Negro. (laughs) (laughs) Which also, that's just my name now. I'm just going to need to be called that for the rest of time. This deranged Negro here. (laughs) Which, like, sure. Sure. That sounds perfect. (laughs) When... Rosa Parks, like, I can't. I'm trying to figure this part out. My face won't let me do anything. But at the, at, in the words of the 
of the Negro poets in sync. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Tell no. me why. <laughs> <laughs> no. Negro poets. <laughs> no. 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 That. immediately like i was so confused i was like wait i was like where he gonna go with this he gonna reference dirty pop is that what's about to happen i'm like no i'm like that's not about to happen that don't make no sense what like marks did not sit in the front of the bus for me to have to know which one of these motherfuckers is which okay also okay this is this is why i don't drink in public because this filter is not there. It's like it's like it's like rain on a on a on a wedding day. I will tell you straight up that song is not a real thing and make every person in the bar mad at me. But yes. Becky's be tripping. I'm fucking tired. I'm like I'm <laughs> my chest hurts. Oh my god. I say all that to say Becky's be tripping, that's all. That's it. That is so real. real. But like that's so real. I I like didn't even tweet about that that day because I could not muster the energy after first of all. After standing up now mind you, the rest of the people okay. The woman sitting next to me was a Latina woman who I don't think understood a single word that I said. But her family did, and her family <laughs> translated because they were all right there too. And <laughs> and I I do I don't speak Spanish, but I my mom is fluent, so I understand a lot of Spanish. Um, so I like heard them say, I heard them tell her what what they were talking about. It was so funny to me <laughs> because they started cackling, but it was a good five minutes after. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, I know exactly what they're laughing at. It's so great. And I knew I knew that that white girl did, too. Like, she just had a sneaking suspicion that it was all because of her stupid ass. Exactly. But, honestly, but at that my point, God. But at oh. that point, she's not going to turn around and say, are you laughing at me? <laughs> Let me like, tell you something. Cesar Chavez uh, did not... Uh, <laughs> <dude>. <laughs> It ain't about you, girl. Like, I don't know what to, like, I sort of would, I would love if she had done that, because I would have loved 
to scream, bitch, it ain't about you. Like, on, like, because it was my birthday that day. <laughs> like, first of all, it was St. Patrick's Day, so I honestly did think maybe she's just stupid drunk. Like, maybe that is what this is. It, it is 12 o'clock in the afternoon, but maybe this bitch is stupid drunk. Maybe that's what's happening. Yeah. No. No, 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 no. She oh. was sober as a judge. Oh. That's the first, right? That's the phrase, sober yeah. as a judge? Well, we, we okay. use sober as fuck, but yeah, yeah. But it works yeah. for me. She was way. sober as fuck. Okay, there we go. She was sober as fuck. Yeah, like, and that, and I, I was more intoxicated than she was, which is quite literally the only reason I was able to stand up and say anything to her at all. But had she pressed me, I would have actually said a lot more. And it would not have ended well for me, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> but whatever. Because I was still surrounded by, like, I mean, sure, there are Latinas right there. But, like, next to that white girl was an old white dude who didn't exactly look pleased at what I said to her. Mm-hmm. But also couldn't acknowledge, like, couldn't say that I was wrong. Which is very frequently where I find myself. Which is that, like, which is that, like, if I have stood up to read somebody, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to be right. It will be, like, it, I will be very sternly in the right so that there is not a single thing they can say to me afterwards. Mm -hmm. Because I like to ask for is really what it comes down to. I feel that. (laughs) I feel that. Mm hmm. Uh, cool. Now, now, um, as a, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, uh, I'm, I'm, yeah, no, yeah, um, so, um, yeah, um, yeah, so, um, yeah, um, yeah, so, um, yes, fuck, um, shit. Segue, so, you're trying breath. to segue in. Take thing? a breath. Let's talk I about can... Red Wing. Okay. What, you know who's not crazy in, in, you know who's not crazy? What white girls aren't crazy? The white girls in Red Wing. There we are. Mm-hmm. Transition. I like Damn. that. Let's 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 discuss them. How did how did Red Wing get started? All right. So um, there are a couple different stories as to how this got started. They're all true, but um, the very first sort of way that Red Wing came about was there was a weird dream that I had where I was dreaming about like um what would it be like if you were in say the flash universe and that and you got hit with a particle accelerator blast or whatever and you woke up as a completely different person the next day but like specifically you your gender changed to what you actually like to what you actually felt like so mm. what your transition was entirely taken care of Due to, due to some sort of science experiment. Mm-hmm. Now, that character is in Red Wing, but that is not Red Wing, the main character. No. That is actually a character from episode seven. Um, <laughs> a character who appears in episode seven, but, um, that was the first story that I wrote, and I just sort of decided I was gonna sit down and write it one day. Um, and then I just sort of left it for, like, a good, three months and then I met this boy (laughs) Um, and uh, we went on a 
went on a date. Um, he really likes superheroes, and I love superheroes, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, so I wanted to... I, like, got hit with the romance bug real hard and decided I was going to write us a story. Um, so I... Right? Yeah, so I wrote chapter one, um, and basically, I knew what my character was sort of going to be. Like, the only thing I knew about Red Wing pretty much was his powers. Um, that he could, uh, cast force fields and manipulate the things within the force fields. That is all I knew that he could do at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually at that point also didn't have a name. But that's, <laughs> that's fine. Um, the name showed up because I was driving and, like, my tire blew and that was really annoying. And I was sitting on the side of the road waiting for AAA and there was a sort of, like, marshy bog situation next to me. And this bird comes over and sits on my car, like, just sits on the car hood. And it is this beautiful blackbird with, like, these red, like, with these red and yellow, like, sort of, um, what are they called? Like, sort of, on a human, it would be where the shoulders are, Mm -hmm. but it's that sort of point that connects the wings to the, um, that connects the wings to the rest of the body. Um, and it's just, like, yellow at the very tip of the shoulder, and then, like, red flaring out from that. Like, it looks so gorgeous, and it's the Red Wing Blackbird, Mm -hmm. is the name. And I looked at that, and I was like, Red Wing Red, red, red wing. <gasps> that works. Red wing. <laughs> that's, yeah. So that's where the name came from. Um, and the rest of it, honestly, from that was, oh, I, I also went on one more date with that dude and then never saw him again. Uh, motherfucker ghosted me. Great. Um, and, right. Ah, um, but that's fine. Um, and I entirely rewrote his character, so he's not even in the story in any sort of way. Um, mm-hmm. I, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's... And then I just kept writing. I kept writing for two years. Um, and then I was in a... I was involved in a Shakespeare performance this past summer, and um, I... I had started my first podcast and was talking to some of the cast about that show. Um, and uh, some of the cast were, like, really good friends of mine. Some of them I had literally just met that year. And I asked a couple of them, like, hey, you seem like the kind of person who would really, like, who would really, who would really know how to record audio was really what I wanted to say. But, um... <laughs> who would be willing to be able to do, like, to work on some kind of show. And I thought that I, I don't know, I thought that, oh dear, where is I going with that? Right, oh, I'm so sorry. I had thought that I couldn't see, I couldn't see the, see the, like, hear or see the characters anymore. I've been writing them for two years and somehow lost like, lost the ability to see and hear what they were saying in a manner that was different from how my internal monologue sounded. So I needed I needed to hear them in someone else's voice. Like, I needed someone else to read. So I decided to ask some of the actors if they would do that. And 
Um, the first person I asked was uh, my friend Brittany, who plays <laughs> who plays my mother in that show, which is weird but fun because she's younger than me, which is super weird. But anyway, um, so <laughs> she um, she plays uh, Malia Redfield Wade, which is Jordan's mother. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew I was going to play Jordan because I also knew that this is literally my only chance to play a superhero for the entirety of my life. Uh, this this is it. This is it. You're right here. Um, I, there's no way that I would ever, like, I couldn't go to, like, a casting thing for, like, the CW and hope that that was going to turn out. Well, like, I just, I don't have that body type. I It's not going to work. Anyway, um, so I figured I would... I asked her, and she said yes. I asked my friend Dane, who is the voice of Alejandro and Tim. Um, and I asked uh, my the rest of my D&D group, <laughs> because I'm a huge nerd, and of course I have a D&D group. Anyway, um, so I asked them, and they all said, uh, fuck yes, absolutely, we'll do this. Um, who else did I ask? Oh, and then I asked John, and John is the one who plays Dean. And, um... Then I was like, okay, cool. I think I, I think I've got it. Like, I think we're starting to get it. So, I uh, did a little bit of a script rewrite and formatted it and sent it to them. They sent me the audio, and I then suddenly realized that I had no goddamn clue what I was doing <laughs> at all. Um, I. Like, I know how to edit audio, sort of, but at that point, I really didn't know much of anything. So I tried to figure out, like, what happens if you put, um, like, how how would this work if I, if I just sort of line up the audio in the right place? And I tried that. And I figured out how to make that work, mostly. And from there, things just sort of seemed to fit. And uh, now we have... Now we have Red Wing, which is really fun for me and hopefully everybody else. I, I, I just, I, I love hearing how people get started, not just in audio dramas, but in podcasting as a whole, because it's, it's such a beautiful medium mm-hmm. to be in. And right now it's such a beautiful time to be involved in it, you know, um, so real. I, I I really want to uh, encourage people to check out Red Wing um, because I personally have a very soft spot for audio dramas. Um, yeah, and and I I, I definitely to to quote uh, Issa Rae, I'm rooting for everybody black. Um, yeah. <laughs> so in this world where there's like a million billion trillion. Uh, podcasts are uh, audio dramas done by folks who aren't people of color and who aren't black and who aren't LBGTQIA um, it is imperative that we make sure that the voices get heard that your voice gets heard um, that is so true I in um, doing all of in doing as much okay so for in the mix one of the things that I that I started to do very quickly upon listening to In The Mix is started to subscribe to more and more shows. Um, 
And then I started to look for shows that had people of color. And then as I got more invested, initially it was true crime. That was my main focus. And I branched out from there into comedy. Um, and then from there, I was like, but these audio dramas, though, let me check them out. Um, and what I realized was there are not a whole lot of uh, audio dramas that are done by people of color. Like Issa Rae has one, which mm-hmm. is cool. But, um, and I fucking love that one. It is amazing. Um, I, I, what is it called again? Um, God damn it. I don't remember what it's called, and I feel bad, but I, I've listened to all of it, and I straight up just don't remember. But It's the anyway. one, I haven't listened to it, but it's the one about a football player, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just making Which sure I'm, is, I'm on the same mindset. Yeah, that's the one. It's so good. I love it. Um, And that was the only one that I'd heard up to that point. Um, and another one is Here Be Dragons. Uh, I actually, when I went out for my to New York for my birthday, I... I got to meet, um, I got to meet her and she's amazing and also like gorgeous as an aside. Like she's so pretty. Oh my God. We, we went out to dinner and I was like, look at me sitting here having dinner with a pretty person. Oh my God. Ah! It was really fun. Um, (laughs) but yeah, so like there aren't that many people that are people of color involved in making audio dramas. I've tried to find more of them there are very few who are creating their own um there's there's one that's coming relatively soon um damn it i'm trying to remember what the um oh god though i feel so bad that i don't remember the name of it Uh, but it's one that's coming up in a few um it's one that's going to be coming up relatively soon i'll when i find it i'll add it to the show notes because it's it's really it sounds amazing but um there are very few that are being written and produced by people of color. I, if I recall correctly, the only ones that I know of at the moment are Issa Rae's Mine, um, Here Be Dragons, and the one whose name I feel so bad that I'm forgetting right now, but that sounds amazing. Um, so that's like four, and that's not enough to me uh, like there should be more like i don't i don't know um there should be more and it's also the thing the thing that i think is really that is really important about it is that it seems like it's so complicated just from jump it sounds like it's really complicated but low key though it's not it's just time consuming like it's really like it takes me a long time to make a red wing episode but that's more due to the fact that I'm real shitty at organizing things. Um, like, I just, like, the most of the time that I spend is on trying to find sound effects. Mm-hmm. Which, like, Googling sound effects, just baseline, is a terrible idea. You will find a lot of things that you have to either pay for or that are not at all the sound that you wanted. Uh, ah. And knowing how to manipulate that is part of the sort of art of it, but really the big, like, I think the biggest thing that you need to know how to do is to know how to tell some sort of story. Like, even with Red Wing, like, I I will admit, I will admit that Red Wing Season 1 is written in a way that most audio dramas are not written in that it's really narration heavy. 
which I wasn't like, which I I don't know that I personally would have wanted to do. Like, I didn't necessarily want to do that, but also like due to time and the fact that I couldn't just suddenly rewrite 10 episodes worth of story. Um, <laughs> I couldn't rewrite all of that just like in a few days, which is what I ultimately wound up having to partially do. Um, so there's a lot of narration, which is really difficult on me as a human because I narrate the whole thing, but eh, it's fine. Um, but I still have to find sound effects for the things that are happening during the narration. So that's really the main struggle of the whole process is finding those sound effects. But there are a lot of free resources to do so. It also seems to be a thing that people think is like super expensive to do. I have produced this podcast on a budget of zero. Like, there's no budget for Red Wing um, other than what I occasionally get in as a paycheck. And from that point, um, once I get the... Like, anything I get in as a paycheck, I might decide that I'm going to... That I'm going to sort of um, use that to to help promote the show. So, like... If that means getting character art, which is a thing that I've been trying to do primarily also because I, one of the things that I really want is for someone to cosplay a character from Red Wing. That's like my dream. That is my entire dream, actually. That's actually really the goal. I will know that I have made it when someone cosplays as any single one of the characters. (laughs) Doesn't really matter which one. Literally any of them. It could be the villain whose outfit I also literally own, by the way. Like, I own... When I was writing Alejandro's character, I was literally looking in my own closet to figure out how to describe what he was wearing. (laughs) Which is not the best thing. Um, But sure, that's fine. Um, Half of Jordan's outfits are also straight up just in my closet. You know? Mm -hmm. Just because. (laughs) Why not? Um, Like, I, I... I don't know, I, that, that's like the biggest thing that could ever possibly happen would be someone cosplaying as one of the people that I invented, which would be super cool. But yeah, anyway, so that's like, mm-hmm, sorry, what? Oh no, I was just going to say that would be, that, that would be amazing. That would, I can't even front, like, um, I wrote an audio drama, um, uh, called Sin and Solace. Um, Ooh. about an assassin and his best friend. And uh, <gasps> it spanned three seasons. Um, Ooh, girl. And I can tell you right now that by <laughs> far the hardest part was getting the sound effects um, and then putting them in the right spots and making sure. Like, you spend so much time tweaking a sound effect. One sound effect to make sure uh, that it covers the right area. Um can I tell you? Yeah, go for it. There, no, there is nothing on the internet for a force field. <laughs> <laughs> like, there are, that's actually not even really true. Like, there are some things, but they're all really sci-fi and, like, alien-type mm. situations. Like, spaceship, a spaceship force field. I'm like, Jordan is not casting a fucking spaceship force field. What he's doing is literally just channeling a tiny amount of magic into the shape of a general ball around something. Like, that's 
it. Like, it's not that... It, that should not be complicated. But part of the problem is that I didn't know how that was supposed to sound. <laughs> like, what the fuck does that actually sound like? Like, really? Like, fun fact, what that does sound like is, um... It sounds like a, um... Oh, God. Like, it sounds like an impact noise. Like a whoosh. Uh, no, like a whoosh and a dong kind of situation. Um, and that's sort of combined what makes up the force field sound. Which is a combination of seven different things on the internet. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so right? like, did, did, you, did you go on to... Like me, I'm, 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 when I did my audio drama, I'm, I don't, like, when I did it, like, I hear y'all's, and I hear yours, and I hear Atticus's, and I hear my friend Erica's, who does one called Overwritten, she's a black woman, uh, uh, who does a, an excellent audio drama, I'll, I'll, I'll hip you, I'll hip you, I know like three or four more, um, of yes. black folks. Oh my god, um, I'm so excited. <laughs> but, it's like, y'all are doing it now. And the quality is just so wonderful, and the the voice actors are so wonderful. And I'm sitting there like son of a biscuit. When I did, <laughs> I was sitting at my kitchen table, typing to people oh. on Twitter, "Hey, do you want to join me for a show?" When they thought they were coming to be a guest on single simulcast, and they show up, and I'd be like, "Here's a script," and they'd be like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> and I'd be like, "Here's your part." So there's people who were on Sin and Solace who didn't even know, like, the first episode, he didn't even know he was going to be on this show. And he was really oh mad when God. I told him he was going to be a pedophile. And, um, <laughs> so, um, the first, like, after the first episode, I started scheduling in advance, but, like, the the whole thing was done on Skype. Um, mm. Everybody was in separate locations recording on Skype. Um, one person was in England because I needed somebody with a British accent. And so he'd record at like whew, oh, three o'clock in the morning. So I had oh, to be oh, up at wow. three o'clock in the really? morning. Oof. Um, and Damn. then we, uh, the, the first finale, the first season finale, uh, was a 30 page script. Um, oh, I think, I think it was a 30 page script. It was an hour long episode. I've written 20 pages that ended up being a 10 minute episode. Um, and oh, then the, the kill shot of it is again, naive 2011, maybe 2012, 2010. Mm -hmm. I, I had this song that I really I did, enjoyed. Huh? The side note, I did find the show. And I've clicked subscribe, so I will be listening to this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so very excited. Other than other than the first episode, be brutally honest. <laughs> that first episode, <laughs> I already know, but the rest of them, yeah. Um, but 2000, exciting. 2008, 2009, 2010 was the years of ganking on the internet. Like, if there was a song that you wanted, I wasn't gonna find somebody to do a theme song for me. There was a rapper mm. whose song that I liked. Dang. I just took the instrumental <laughs> of his music and put it at the beginning of my show, and now it can never go on Spotify. Like, I have uh. to remaster the entire show just so then I can put it on Spotify so then it can be out there in the world. But, um, 
I love this. <laughs> hold on to the script. Hold on to the script. And honestly, like uh, one of the things that I am think so I I reached out to someone. Actually, what happened with that? They posted something about like they want people to collaborate for their next season on like um, retellings of retellings of stories that are in the public domain. So I looked in the public domain and realized, oh shit, some of my favorite shit is in the public domain. I fucking love Pride and Prejudice. Mm. <laughs> so I wanted to rewrite Pride and Prejudice for this particular place. Um, but set, but like combine it with Mean Girls and set it in like an American high school. Because I'm fucking insane, and I don't know why I thought that it was a, like I, that's a good idea, but it's like also, bitch, I don't have time. Like, girl, I gotta, re- I have to write an entire season two for Red Wing in three months at this point. So I don't know how the first of all, I don't know how the fuck that's gonna happen, but I'm gonna have to do it anyway. Um, and second of all, even if I did have the time. Girl, what? Like, this is an insane story to, like, think about writing, but okay. Um, like, I have it plotted out and everything, so I'll eventually get there. But there is also a story that, like, I just sent someone, like, a few days ago that I wrote when I was in college. There was this weird, dark period in college where, like, I watched a movie about a serial killer and then thought, let me invent a serial killer that doesn't actually exist. Here's going to be their motivation, and here's going to be, like, which sounds insane. Um, it is insane. It's just a crazy plan to do. But I just sent someone that story so that they could maybe tweak it and see if it is something that they could potentially work on and maybe produce. I don't know that that's going to happen. But it is a thing that they can do. So I, I'm a big fan of saving things um, and going back to them because the ideas that we have are usually good ideas and they just require like sometimes just an update in terms of execution and that sounds fu- like I like the idea of this and it sounds fun so shit I mean if you feel like redoing part of it uh... you know what we, we will hey you know what? Real talk. We will talk because um, mm-hmm. the only thing is, the only thing is, I have to put this out there. Um, mm-hmm. And and you know what 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 do they call it? Uh, transparency. To be completely transparent, mm-hmm. niggas is broke nowadays, right? So, oh god, uh, <laughs> our Patreon ain't popping off like we want it to. And um, even though you know y'all y'all <laughs> listeners like check it out, Shantae has needs like she needs some jelly beans and she needs some sephora and um i to be completely again transparent with y'all after we pay the bills for libsyn and crowdcast and all that kind of stuff i kind of want to fuck with far cry 5 so if y'all could step up the whole patreon thing we'd appreciate it like Really, I, I I just figure I may as well just go all out. But right now we broke as a joke, so you'd be working for exposure. That's the other reason why I did the lead characters <laughs> by myself because I don't mind exposure. I expose myself mm-hmm. to my wife all the time, so <laughs> I I'm okay with it. 
God damn it, I wasn't ready for that. Niggas <laughs> <laughs> be taking me by surprise and shit. So I'm like, wait, no! Like, I... I had a I had wine in my mouth. It is in my nose. <laughs> oh no, that's rude. I. <laughs> but also, but like for real though, that's the I I'm I'm one of those crazy people that actually does thoroughly enjoy doing things, even though like like for example, doing Red Wing with a budget of zero is entirely fine with me. I don't like I'm shoveling hundreds of like i'm i'm shoveling well at this point i've put over a thousand over a thousand dollars into this mind you i have two and a half jobs um so like that's a lot of fucking money that i've just thrown into this thing that is giving me literally nothing back at all (laughs) except for except for satisfaction Exactly, except for that fucking dream that I've always wanted to play a fucking superhero, and now I fucking can. JV, and isn't I- it? Isn't it literally? Oh my god! Isn't it literally like? Oh my! Li- like literally, it's the perfect drug. When you get into that zone of writing your script, and mm. you just come to oh, like an god. hour later, and you've written the perfect. I look. Look, last thing before we go to break, I fucked up. Here's what I did when I was writing this, because I wrote Sin and Solace. The first season of Sin and Solace was written while I was in a job that I hated and um, Mm -hmm. with coworkers that were sometimes cool. More often than not, they were having the silent treatment with one another. And we were all in a room that was about the size of a clubhouse in an apartment complex. Um, Oh, yeah. (laughs) So... I'm writing my script and I'm in the zone and this is when I'm writing the finale, the 30 page season finale. And mm-hmm. um there's a point in time where somebody gets shot and I couldn't picture in my head where the shooter would stand at to get the right angle to shoot somebody in the head. Mm. The bad decision that I made was to stand up, walk over to this white woman that I worked with Tell her, don't freak out. Now, little thing, <laughs> telling white people don't freak out no. when you're standing over them as a oh. black person, not the best idea. So, oh, nigga, no. Nigga, so no. I stand over her. I say, don't freak out. I make a finger gun. Why? I, I'm in the zone. I'm oh, my in the God. Zone. This, this has already happened. Let me stop being emotionally attached to this. It's over. <laughs> Look, if you know basketball at all, I was in the zone and this was a literal fucking heat check. I made finger guns and stood over her chair and pointed the finger guns at her head and bucked back, like pulled my elbow back to like show I was pulling the trigger and did it three times and then said, okay, I got it. And walked back to my desk without saying another word, which was literally diagonal from her. There's no cubicles. You can see where I'm sitting at. I walk back to my desk and sit down and just start writing again quietly. I stand up quietly, go over to her, and I don't have the bracelet this time. So I'm like, I walk over to her. She looks up at me. And I think at that point in time, we were good. Like, we weren't arguing or anything. We are in a good point at that point in time. I stand over her and I say, don't freak out. And I do the finger gun and pull the trigger and then just silently turn around. No, I pull the trigger 
and said, thank you. And turned around and walked <laughs> back to my desk no. and started writing. This <gasps> was the heat check. This <laughs> I am dying. Oh my god. Which, like, okay, so, real talk, I've done that before. Right? But, like, but I've done that for the weirdest shit possible. Like, okay, there have been moments during the script where I had to really think, like, what would make this motherfucker break? Like, which also is not a great question to ask yourself just middle of the day on like a fucking Friday. It's like, what would make this motherfucker break and crack like a fucking egg? Like, what would, what would do it? What would fucking do it? Um, <laughs> and Jesus, the answer is never good. The answer is never good. So like, there is an upcoming, there's an episode in season two. Mm-hmm. I'm, it, I will not spoil anything, but there's an episode in season two. Actually, you know what? Here's what I will say. I have written, um, two and a, two and three quarters of an episode for season two. And the body count is already at nine. <laughs> like, it's really, it's not good. Like, it's... There lots of people be dying, and I... I, I wouldn't have it any other way at this moment. Uh, right? But that's... Just because I... That's... Yeah. And they're not good people either. They've done some fucked up shit, which meant that I have to write the fucked up shit and the way that they die, which also meant that there's a Google search out there of what does the body look like when all of the water has been sucked from the body? Oh, God. Oh, wow. Right. Like, so, that, so that's a thing to look forward to. Um, the answer is a mummy, by the way. The answer is a mummy um, to that question, in case anybody was curious. Um, a desiccated corpse is a gross thing to fucking Google and to have to look at and describe. Oh, but... Wow. Yeah, like, that's the kind of, like, when you're in that creative space of writing a goddamn script, sometimes you gotta look up some crazy shit. Exactly. (laughs) Like, I'm on a list. I know I'm on a list. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, that JV. It's like, that combined Mm -hmm. with, like, what happens when a body loses all of its oxygen, and then also, like, what happens to a body when it is, like, at what at what temperature will you be... At what temperature and for how much time do you have to burn a body before it's left with nothing but ash is a literal thing I typed into Google. That yeah. is a full fucking sentence. Which also, by the way, it has to be over, like, 1,500 degrees. If that white girl only curious. knew... If that white girl on the train only knew the shit you were Googling, she would have just turned around <laughs> and just put her head... Put her head down. Just... I won't even lie to you. I was armed that day too, so I, like she, <laughs> like I, because I was going into New York City. Only a fucking stupid motherfucker would walk into New York City not armed, you girl. Got a point. Like I mean, I not like a firearm or some shit. I got depression. That's a fucking horrible idea. But like, I had a fucking collapsible baton in my bag. Like, and my bag was right there. I could easily, easily. I mean, I wouldn't have. I was on a public fucking train, but like. I'm not a fucking idiot, but, like, at the same time, girl, like, what? Like, I think that might have contributed to why I was not actually afraid of anybody on that fucking train at that moment. I'm like, for real, though, 
Like, I may not have my bow and arrow at this moment, but I could still take any dumb motherfuckers out if I had to. Oh, except that one motherfucker bit in the back of the train. I can't take that motherfucker out. But he gonna be on my side anyway, so we fine. Um, <laughs> we did the secret <laughs> nod of one another. But when I say that that's the kind of planning that I do no matter what public space I'm in, <laughs> I'm like, no, let me find the exit. First of all, locate exit. Oh, yeah. Cool. I know where the exit is. We good. But also, where is the best advantage spot in this place if something goes the fuck down? I don't know what, but if something goes the fuck down, that I will survive. What is the best location? <laughs> Meanwhile... The white people on the train are like, look at them. Look at them. They're looking around. If something happens, they're going to save us. They're going to save us. Don't mm-hmm. save us. That's a joke. Uh, they, they, thought I, they probably thought I was going to do some shit. I'm like, no, I'm preparing for when y'all, one of y'all crazy motherfuckers yeah, exactly. gets on the train. Shit. I'm like, I I understand true crime rather a lot. Y'all motherfuckers be in true crime way too much, so <laughs> let's be real. It's not gonna be me. It's gonna be somebody speaking, else on this fucking train. Statistically and... speaking, y'all motherfuckers is a problem. <laughs> it, it, I'm just saying, like the chances are, it's gonna be you who's fucking shit up. Y'all the y'all the problem, not me. But I'm gonna sip my wine and just have fun. Yo, we will be right back. This single simulcast. Hey everybody, it's JV Hampton Van Sant, also known as Mixer Hyde, the host of the lovely Red Wing podcast, as well as In the Mix, and also Criminal Musings. And you are listening to the Single Simulcast Podcast. Hey, this is Sherazar, aka Shami, aka Random Mass from the Third Side, also known as Some Call Me Sunshine, as always. This is Single Simulcast. This is Paul Andre Joseph, and you're listening to the Single Simulcast. Enjoy this shit. Hey, it's your boy Dino Red from the Shiznit, and I'm here chilling with Rashani on the Single Simulcast. I'm Amber P. I'm also black, sexy, geeky, and mental, and you are listening to Single Simulcast. Rock on, cool kids. That was, that was simply sensational. sensational. Single, Single Simulcast will surely surface speedily. My name is Jordan Redfield Wade. Well, well, well. If it isn't the so-called people's champion. By day, I'm a philanthropist and private investigator. You risked your own life to try and protect someone who needed it. If that's what's needed to be a hero, then I want to help. But by night, I protect the people of Newark City in a different way. My name, champ is Red Wing. Do I need to count the sheer number of felonies you committed today? As she lay dying, I promised my mother that I would fight for those who couldn't fight for themselves. And I refused to let her down. I would do anything to keep you safe. You know that. Anything. Even murder? If that's what it took, then yes. I am the defender of Newark City. Justice is not something you can manufacture. I am Red Wing. Why are you holding that cheeto like a cigarette? Yeah, boo. In your mouth. Where's my mama's cigarette? Y'all know my mama. When my mother died, oh my God. she was trying to 
quit smoking and she had a um one of those cigarettes on one of them vapes. Nigga. So sometimes I walk around with it in my ear. Nigga. Wow. <laughs> Nigga. Got a Lucy. She got Pam. <laughs> Nigga. Pam was smoking. Oh, Did shit. Pam know if the mid was still selling? That's what I need to know. Pam probably was selling the mid. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hey, my is, mama know how to get a couple coins. Man, this is my song for real. She was resourceful. No she was my resourceful. mother was resourceful. Oh, y'all, yeah. speaking of Pam, let me just tell y'all this real quick. When I cleaned up Pam's house after she died, oh the God, Fifty Shades of Grey book was open on her, was open on her <laughs> nightstand. <laughs> Pam was reading Fifty Shades of Grey, and I saw a vibrator in her purse when I, she died, y'all. <laughs> I know. This I story. said, I ran to my brothers and said, "What y'all talking about, y'all?" <laughs> Listen, that's, that's why, why I, love I, I gotta clean my life up before anybody finds me. Trying to get up in that red room. You gotta go to the my, Lord because won't he make you clean inside? Hello, this is Stephanie from the Mocha Minutes podcast. On the Mocha Minutes podcast, we like to have fun and we like to talk. We talk about everything and anything that includes. Ratchet Reality TV, every single one of them housewives. We talk about television shows. We talk about movies, music, and we definitely keep up with today's current events. You know who else likes to have fun just like us? Ray Shani and Shantae Fabulous on the single simulcast. You can find them wherever you find your podcasts. And that is everywhere because they are everywhere. And while you're looking for Rayshani and Shantae, please come check out the Mocha Minutes podcast. Hope to hear from you soon. Hi, this is your man Jeremy from the Crown of Collars podcast. And you are listening to Single Simulcast with my man Rayshani and Shantae Fabulous, your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. And I'm your favorite podcaster. So that should be your favorite podcaster because I'm your fave, fave, and your fave, fave. Check them out on Single Simulcast. And check out Crime of Collars. Find wherever you can find great podcasts and the CSPN Network. I love Anita Baker, but you are correct, sir. From beginning to end, 365 days of the year, I want the same. You know what? I'm going to rock for this one. <laughs> All I want to do is take and, and, a nap with you. That's yeah. And I think. <laughs> See? Sounds just like I never noticed it till just now. <laughs> I mean, at least she sounded like she was really going to sleep, other than putting you to fucking sleep like Nora Jones. Son, if you can't sleep, 
two two albums that Nora Jones, Nora Jones' first album put you right. Oh my god, out. that's my and, cousin. Um, and it's um, so like boring though. Yeah, oh, that's I'm, terrible. I'm gonna tell you the best album to go to sleep on um, is uh, Boys to Men Evolution, dog. And yo, for real, if I can't sleep, if I have like straight insomnia and I and there is no way I think I'm going to sleep right now, put on that album, I am gone. <laughs> I don't know what it is about the album. I am out of here, dog. Oh, shit. Oh, I, I can't I can't talk too much shit about Anita Baker. My mom, when she was alive, she loved Anita Baker yeah, and Anita's, Patty LaBelle, son. Anita's the shit. Yeah, like, I'm Sarah D- Dissner, but I, I still will listen to that song. Oh, yeah, I'll listen to it all the day long. But it also Yo, helps can... that she's the only woman from that era who's still relatively attractive. True. Come on, son. Patty LaBelle, dog. She got ass, son. That's because she <laughs> eating all that mama's fried chicken. <laughs> All she eat is soul food. She gonna be a diabetes yeah, I, victim. I need to. I need to. Have, I need to find that that shit. Did anybody? Am I the only person on earth that remembers that award show where Patti LaBelle was singing and they gave her the Lifetime Achievement Award or some shit like that? And she was singing a song, and she just took the mic away and sang some out loud to the fucking crowd. And it was. I the, don't remember that at all. It was the most amazing shit I've ever seen in my life, and I have never seen that shit again. Nope. She was probably yawning one day in the studio, so I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, just like that. Just just keep doing that. That's perfect. Oh, that was great. How'd you hit that note? I'm not sure. No, that wasn't it. Maybe if I hold my nose. No, that's not it either. Will you tell him to stop yawning when he yawns? That's it. Eureka! <laughs> I just found it. Eureka! That's it. He was about that story. Like, wait, well, I'm in Oklahoma, so it's been uh, it's been it's been ni- it's been nice here lately. I think any other time, the snow that's where everybody you know where everybody else is getting snow, we would be getting it too. But I guess this year we're just lucky that it hasn't hit us yet. So. And I'm no, in California. We don't understand the meaning of snow. Snow. <laughs> I hear a lot about it. Apparently, apparently, snow was a rapper who made one song. I don't know why they came up with the name snow, but I'll take it. Um, single simulcast episode two eighty five. JV's in the building from Crime Musings, Red Wing Podcast, hey, and In the Mix. Um, hey, yo, what it do? Shantae's <laughs> up in the piece. Shantae, how is you? I'm good. Good, I'm good. good. Uh, so, um, I just want to say this real quick before we get into the news. Real fast, Shantae, another person has decided to go through the Book of Lies. Yes, I saw that on Facebook. Shout out to, to Gerald. Yeah, and I'm I'm, I'm quickly realizing that the Book of Lies is going to be our lasting legacy for the first 300 episodes. (laughs) Oh, shit. 
Well, all right. Yeah, yeah, JV. The Book of Lies is uh, Rachel Dolezal's autobiography or biography. Ah, okay, cool. I we, got you. We, we did a live reading of it for like oh, God, what? 30, no. 40 yes. episodes. <gasps> and people keep oh finding God. it. Like, they don't listen to anything else that we do. They don't listen to the first episode. They don't listen to anything <laughs> else. They want to know where the Book of Lies is located at. I can't. Oh, my God. That's so fucking great. And oh it's... God. You know what, Shantae? I got to be honest with you. I went back after Gerald said that he was... And by the way, Gerald is the host of the Buy Black podcast. I want to make sure that y'all know that. Shout out and respect. Um, He... After he went back to the Book of Lies, I decided to go back into the Book of Lies. <laughs> and um I can't. I still can't. Like I the first the first episode that we did 240 with uh Justin from the Three Fifths podcast. Um shout out to him. Um yeah. was a great episode. <laughs> I can't even make it to the prelude for the book. Like we're still talking so bad about her that I can't even get <laughs> to where the book is like we were talking buku shit about Rachel Dolezal before we even opened up the book like that was back when I still when when Fat Man Wild was still here playing music let's just put it like this she was a whole lot of bitches um (laughs) and I probably said most of them no no we were tied because she was oh man look so (laughs) if if y'all want to go through and do that there, if y'all want to, because Lipson listeners, uh, we started with y'all at like two something. It wasn't the beginning of the Book of Lies, though. It was somewhere like maybe in between, maybe a little bit after. But if you want to go back to single simulcast and check out the archives, the reason why it's not on Lipson is because there's music, um, basically. Um, so if you want to go back and listen to it, 240 on up you'll be there and that woman was deranged she's deranged now um oh god but it makes she's... her a really good listen because shantae you can't handle the truth you I can't did. take it i'm <laughs> upset yo like i was upset from the jump like it like i was mad i was really mad <laughs> and you know what girl you should be shit like i i, oh, I can't it was stand like, this bitch Hearing Shantae on the show is like hearing somebody who tells you five minutes before dinner, just make sure there ain't no Brussels sprouts on that plate because I fucking hate Brussels sprouts. All right. <laughs> just, just whatever you serve me, just make sure it's not fucking Brussels sprouts. And all you have for dinner is fried Brussels sprouts. And there's nothing in the refrigerator but raw Brussels sprouts. And the juice is squeezed Brussels sprouts. So all you made for dinner was the one thing that that person hates. That's Shantae with the Book of Lies. At the prelude, we haven't even gotten halfway into the book when she starts saying just how much she hates black women. We're at the prelude, and Shantae is not happy. It's like... It's like I have a puppy who, when it rains, we still have to walk so he can go use the bathroom. He is not happy. Shantae has dug her feet in at the (laughs) prelude of the book, and I find it fascinating. That you know what though, girl, I I feel you on that because 
this bitch. What? Like, I, like, okay. <laughs> God damn it. I, now, I have grown up in an all-white area. I live surrounded by a, a distinct lack of melanin around me. <laughs> And this bitch still crazy to me. And I don't, like... (laughs) Like, I've never encountered anybody that is so fucking delusional (laughs) that, like, just even the basic premise of the shit that she says makes sense. Like, I don't... Like, you know what I mean? Like, I've never encountered anybody who has ever been even half as close to the level of bullshit crazy she is. Like, ugh. JV, when I tell you that we have had, during the run of the Book of Lies, which I don't even remember what the book was actually called. It's just the Book of Lies. It is. That's all it is. Um, When I say to you that during the Book of Lies, we had black men... We had black women, we had black femmes, we had white men, we had white, I think we had a white woman. No, we didn't have a white woman on. Did we? <laughs> Did Liesl get on during the Book of Lies? Did they get on? No, I think they had, yeah, I think, yes, I think, yes, I think uh, we were still doing the book. We've had the whole spectrum between black and white on the show during the Book of Lies and everybody at some juncture of the reading stopped us <laughs> to let us know that bitch crazy. <laughs> <laughs> In their own ways. Some of them didn't even cuss. Some of them were just like, wow. Some of them, we we have another co-host that shows up like every two weeks or so. Uh, his name's Jeremy. He does a show called Crown and College and uh, Ratchet mm-hmm. Rambling. Um... Whenever he was on, when we were doing the Book of Lies, it would drain him so much he'd fall asleep. Oh my god. As a protection. He just couldn't take it anymore and he'd pass out. <laughs> and it, I can't. It, it, it's, it's, it's astonishing. It is amazing like what people go through. Some of the calmest podcasters that you will ever meet woke <laughs> the fuck up and wilded the fuck out hearing that, hearing her hearing Rachel Dolezal, like there's this uh, gentleman named Rod who does a show called The Black Guy Who Tips. Um, <laughs> okay. And I don't know why I, I, I laughed at that. that it's was a comedy like, podcast. And wrong he, place to laugh at that. Wrong place to laugh. But oh, the, the name, Rod. Yeah. Um, like, first of all, look, little side note, little side note. When I was growing up, I had decided that if I became a sex worker... <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. I don't know why I left at that. I'm so sorry. I had decided I that had if I had, if I was gonna be a sex worker, my name was gonna be Rod Strokeman. Like if I was gonna become a, a, a actor, a a, a a a porn star, my name was gonna be Rod Strokeman. And because I lived close enough to where there was a basketball player named Rod Strickland, uh, mm-hmm. who was a point guard in Portland and then in Washington and all that kind of stuff, and his name's Rod Strickland. 
I really liked him. My name was going to be Rod Strokeman. It never came to fruition, but I did work at a 411 company where people would call in and I'd be like, thank you for calling 411. This is Rod. And um, <laughs> so one day I oh my God. did that. Thank you for calling. Because I don't remember what the name of the 411 company was, but it was thank you for calling 411 company. This is Rod. And he was like, dude, my name is Rod, too. And he was like, that's so crazy. What's your last name, Rod? And I was like, we're not really supposed to give out our last names. And he was like, well, I want to give you a commendation. What's your last name, Rod? And I was like, Strokeman. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. Oh, my God. It just popped into my head. Like, don't give him your real last name. Use something else. Just use the one that goes with this name. My, my last name is Strokeman. And he was like, that's different. I think he was high. Like, that's I think he called different. him Chico. I can't. <laughs> I've had a lot of experience with with high white men. There's an... Okay. So, <laughs> all right. Buckle up for story time, because here we go. <laughs> um, I've also had two glasses of wine, so here we are with story time again. Um, and I've had... Okay, so... I went to college out in Boston, mm-hmm. and I sort of back then had a huge attraction for smart people, but then realized that I don't like people that's smarter than me, but whatever, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I back then was like, okay, cool, I'll hang out with all the dudes at MIT, because I, I was in Cambridge specifically, so, like, I was really close to them. So, I, there is this one frat that I, like, sort of attached myself to. And I, I still like the dudes that are there. But there's this, the very first night that I went there, I was 19. This was my first time even considering having a drink in public. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's, let's fucking do this. Let's fucking roll. Let's fucking rock with this, man. Let's have a fucking drink. Um, so I went to go talk to my, my tiny blonde white friend, um, and I said, uh, okay, so I'm gonna go get us drinks, what do you want? And she was like, I would like, like, she, I don't remember what the fuck she said, to be completely honest with you. Like, I don't fucking know, I don't know what I want. And I'm like, okay, girl, it's fine, whatever, (laughs) fine. Um, so, I'm like, okay, cool, I'll go get us some fucking, like... What whatever that drink is that has it is literally orange juice and vodka, but I don't remember what it's called. Screwdriver. It's screwdri- there we are. Thank you. Okay. I'm a drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, so, uh, I'm a drunk. I'm like, I'm like, okay, cool. We gonna have screwdrivers. It's fine because I had at my parents' wedding, they had mimosas um and i didn't know those were alcoholics so i had like 12 of them <laughs> turn oh. up <laughs> turn I, I was 18 and that was not a good plan um, <laughs> and like i was drunk as hell and there were llamas involved it was fucking crazy but anyway it's fine <laughs> we'll get to that we'll get to that it's okay um so i go up to like the little bar in this little weird frat house and I'm like cool I want like two screwdrivers and I did talk like that at the time so that was 
whatever, imitation of fucking 19-year-old me. Um, and this motherfucker hands me two screwdrivers. Now, one thing I didn't realize at the time is that the guy behind the bar was not one of the brothers that lived in the house. He was a random dude. I did not oh, realize no. Yeah. Um, so I go and I try to give my friend the screwdriver. And she's like, oh, no, I, I'm allergic to oranges. And I'm like, bitch. Oh, allergic. God. I'm like, bitch, for real? And you ain't telling me this before I walk up. Fine, bitch, whatever. So I drank both of them. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. I woke up the next <laughs> fucking day. <laughs> I was three towns over from where I started. I was butt-ass naked in a bed next to a dude who I very quickly found out was a drug dealer. Oh. Um, <laughs> and neither of us lived in the house that we were in. To quote, uh, to quote Jeremy, oh no, baby, what is you doing? <laughs> Girl, I wish I fucking knew because I... <laughs> the drink that I was going to give her wound up having been roofied because again we were at mm. MIT mm. and these motherfuckers be smart and calculate shit so <laughs> mm. they were like so that motherfucker is right handed so he gonna be handing the drink to her with his right hand and I'm like why oops excuse me uh, I'm like why what that doesn't make sense so I drank both of them which meant that I drank a drink that was roofied. And so I woke up and I'm like, I, nothing makes sense. I hate everything. Oh my God, I can't fucking see. And it wasn't hangover level because I've been hungover before. That was hungover after that fucking drink, like, <laughs> drink like fucking 12 of those fucking mimosas. There was a hangover after that. Let me fucking tell you. But I, for the mimosas was like I don't know what the fuck's going on I don't know what's happening I can't see anything ever I'm dizzy oh god no no oh, I hate this I've never been that hungover in my life never because I've never been post roofie hangover which is a whole level of extra bullshit um I wound up dating said drug dealer for about three weeks <laughs> Because I watched Veronica Mars and I figured you needed this bitch around to figure out some shit. So. <laughs> I'm not even shitting you. That's the real, that's the realest thing. Like, that is exactly word for word a sentence that is written in my journal from the time period, which is, I'm gonna date this guy because honestly, I don't know what the fuck happened and I think he's gonna be helpful in figuring it out. Cited Veronica Mars, which is also my favorite, by the way. Side note, for for people that want to listen to Red Wing, Jordan is inspired by the lovely Veronica Mars. I know that it doesn't seem like that makes any fucking sense, but it is true. Mm. As a private investigator, that is my favorite private investigator in any sort of media, is Veronica motherfucking Mars. But anyway. Um, Mine is Thelma. Sorry, go ahead. Jeez. Okay, no, that makes um. <laughs> That makes sense. That makes sense. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. But yeah, uh, that's really the end of the story, is I just sort of woke up naked three times over next to a drug dealer in a house that neither of us lived in, um, in a bed that neither of us stayed in ever, and we didn't know the host of the... We didn't know who owned that house. It was a little crazy. See, 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 the moral of that story is don't karaoke. 
That is so real. The other moral, uh, don't drink at any sort of frat house ever in your motherfucking life. Don't yes. do it. Yes. Don't Take- fucking do it. There's no reason. Take your drink to the bathroom <laughs> and you, with you. If you really want to drink at any sort of establishment, there, yes. Uh, but here's the thing. This motherfucker was preparing the drink. So, like, there's no way I could have fixed this at all. Very true. But what I, like, the way that I wound up solving that after the fact was making my own drinks, like, by quite literally going to the fucking, oh, God. Um, I went with my stepdad um, before I went back to school. Like, this is on winter break, so went back with my stepdad to the, to, like, the what is the name of the place? Well, it's a package store out where I live. I don't know what it's called everywhere else, but went out to the package store and he got me those little those little things, the little tiny bottles, the airplane bottles slash nips or whatever you want to call them. We got those. I got those in practically every goddamn flavor, but focused very heavily on rum because Caribbean ancestry. Of course I focused on the fucking rum. Makes the most goddamn sense. Um, and I would always bring those with me and maybe ask for some soda at most, but like that was all that I asked for and just poured in whatever the fuck I had with me. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's the, that is the trick to surviving college without getting roofied. Um, that is the that is that is a life lesson for all of you out there, or and also all of you adults too, because that is much cheaper than going out to a bar for drinks. Let me tell you, <laughs> half the bars will give you a fucking like soda for free anyway. Yes. So yes, I I used to live off Shirley Temple's. Ooh, girl, yes, queen. That's, that's okay. how it's, that's how it's my favorite drink now. I used to live off Shirley Temple's. I just go to any bar. Like I went to school in Ohio. Mm. So, ton of white people and me. I would just walk in <laughs> with a ton of white people, and I'd just sit down and be like, I'm the driver. And they'd be like, they believe me. And they'd be like, oh, oh okay. And what would you like to drink? Uh, just a Shirley Temple. I'm, I'm, you know, I don't want to, maybe a, a water too, but if I could have a Shirley Temple, that would be great. And I'd act like I was reaching into my pocket to get some money, and they'd be like, no, no, no. Oh. We love responsible people like you. You're one of the good ones here. <laughs> okay, I got a real fucking question. This is this is. I feel a little stupid, but in fairness to me, I've had very little to eat today, and I've had two glasses of wine. Of a very sweet wine, I might add. It is a sugary fucking white wine, which is not a good plan for me this evening. But whatever, it's fine. Um. <laughs> I am okay. I totally promise. Um, but... <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Drunk white girl voices coming out of me. We're in a good place. Um, but is Iowa in the Midwest? Is that the Midwest or is that like... Like that... That, that is the Midwest if I ever chose to go there, but I was in Ohio. Oh, Ohio. Okay. I, fuck. I knew I was... I knew I was fucking that up. See, this is how I know. That's a wine. I can't fucking do it. Matter of but fact. But anyway. Matter of fact, let's mm-hmm. go. Um, Shante, <laughs> I just... Matter of fact, listeners, mm-hmm. I would like to present to you the greatest 
opening sentence in a article mm-hmm. ever. Period. This is it. Once I'm you hear this funny. opening sentence, you will never hear another opening sentence like it ever. Like unless you're reading a book. Whoever wrote <laughs> this article should write books. That's how this goes. You're damn right. Are you ready, Shantae, for this opening sentence? I'm ready. All right. <laughs> Niggas, grab your dicks if you love hip-hop. Women, rub your titties, because here comes the intro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm good. All right. We're fine. Okay, continue. <laughs> With her boyfriend finally asleep, Emily Javier reached for the samurai sword she secretly taped earlier to the side of the bed. I know this bitch right. Yes. Okay, girl. Okay, girl. You live your best life. You go, girl. Okay. Anyway, yes. According to an affidavit filed by police, the room was dark and she sparked her phone to see better. To aim better. (laughs) Below, snooze Alex Lavelle. He played too many video games, Javier would later explain to the police, and now he was cheating on her, she claimed. She knew the signs. Tinder on his phone. Scratches <laughs> across his back. A girl's hair in their shower drain. Time. Real quick. Um, he played too many video games? Is that a way of saying this motherfucker was fat as hell? Is that is that what that's code for? Uh, it's, a, it's at least code that he's probably not giving her the D exactly. like she wants it because he's spent you know if he's spending time doing the video games but then also sleeping with somebody else and she's not getting the D that's probably uh, close to why she's upset I think it's a it's about it's about uh time okay. management see okay here's the thing also are they white side note I forgot to check and see in this article are they white I'm pretty confident Okay. When when see. when it kept going, I I I just began to become very confident. The yes. See, because that stamina, that stamina don't be existent in the white dudes, which I enjoy personally because I like to sleep. But <laughs> anyway, Jesus Christ! I'm oh just my God. saying. I'm just saying. It's it's a situation where he's a video gamer. And she's a good student because she never gets the D. So, um... Mm. I'm below, so sorry, girl. In the weak phone glow, Javier allegedly started hacking. Lavelle nice. woke to his girlfriend of two years attacking him with a sword, police say. Survival instincts, mainly <laughs> martial arts training and all the kung fu films he had watched, clicked in. <laughs> quote. <laughs> quote. I was able to wing chung my way to survival, he told the news in an interview this week. No, I'm done. Okay, everybody had fun that night. Everybody (laughs) wing chung tonight. My God! Everybody have fun tonight. Everybody wing chung tonight. Um, he eventually wrapped Javier in a bear hug. I saw the look in her eyes, and it scared the living poop out of me, he told the news outlet. I told her I loved her, and she was killing me. She needed to call police, or I was going to die. 
listeners remember that 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 sentence right there it's very important i told her i loved her and she was killing me she needed to call police or i was gonna die that's very important javier broke off the attack and made the call frantically telling a 911 operator that she had stabbed her boyfriend and she thought he was dead you you use the sword okay you use the sword the you use the sword that's what the operator said this is the quote you you use the sword um when the police did arrive on march the 3rd they found lavelle curled up in a blood spattered bedroom according to the probable cause affidavit filed by the police remarkably he survived the attack despite serious injuries he almost lost the index, middle, and ring fingers on his hand. But in interviews this week, the competitive gamer sounded competitive happy to gamer. be alive. Yeah, he's yeah. a competitive gamer. So he's doing These it niggas a lot. be lying, but okay, sure, fine. He's on Halo a lot, and or Overwatch. Destiny, Destiny Two, or Overwatch. <laughs> he's, on, he's on Overwatch, and she ain't on the D, and that's a problem. So, mm-hmm. li- remember that know. last sentence that I told y'all to keep in mind, because it was important. Here's why. <laughs> he sounded happy to be alive. Quote, I was just so proud for beating this samurai wannabe crazy lady with hate in her heart, the 29-year-old told the news. I've been preparing for my whole <laughs> life for something like this. Mm-mm. This Mm-mm. nigga said... <laughs> Just a little bit ago, just a little bit ago, he said, I told her I loved her and she was killing me. She needed to call police or I was going to die. But once he was healed up, I've been preparing for this moment my whole life. What, curled into a ball and saying, stop it! First of all, let me commend this bitch for not pulling a Lorena Bobbitt. (laughs) Do y'all remember that shit? That's what I figured she was going to go for, or at least... Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that would have been my first thought. But maybe she went for what maybe she went for what was exposed. Like yep. he could have had like clothes on in some kind of way, so she went for the upper body. Maybe he was sleeping without a shirt on, so that's what she went for. Or I mean, but or, but unless he was wearing a fucking like metal, like unless he was wearing a quite literal cage around his dick, you could entirely Lorena Bobbit his ass and throw it in a fucking field. And that's the end of the goddamn story for Yo, that motherfucker. Y'all are but looking I mean, at the wrong. Y'all are looking at the wrong angle on this. Yo, check this out. Yo, she could have cut off the D, but she loved the D. She wanted the D, and she wanted to keep the D around. But if she cut off his motherfucking fingers, ooh, he couldn't play video real. games anymore. What? That's real. Okay, that's real. That makes all the sense to me. But yeah. you know what, girl? All I'm going to say to her is, let's be real. You can call any lesbian any day <laughs> with a strap on, and he will, and she will be better in bed than that motherfucker was at any given moment in time. <laughs> Let me tell you something. like Because she gives a fuck and understands what your anatomy is working with, and <laughs> will actually put in the effort and this motherfucker too busy with fucking Halo or some bullshit. It was so, Overwatch. It was Overwatch, damn it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it was Overwatch. Also, also I want to point out that if she just, if she didn't cut the whole limb off, this samurai sword 
wasn't a Hattori Hanzo. That's all I'm going to say. Like, if this was Hattori Hanzo, she would have taken his whole body to pieces. <laughs> so I just want to point that yeah, out real quick. Um, I mean, okay, so y'all probably don't know this about me um, because I don't have this listed anywhere. I have above my bed a ninja knife that came with that side note is rainbow, but that's another goddamn story. <laughs> Gay as the day is long, but anyway, um, so that's hanging above my bed, and right outside my bedroom door are two swords that are sharpened and ready to use at any given moment. Why? I was because ask I'm that. one because I'm not allowed to have a fucking I'm not allowed to have a fucking gun and wouldn't want one anyway if I had one. Because, again... Depression. Yeah, suffer from depression. Not a smart plan. I'm not going to have that. If I get too sad one day, shit, it just, it's just all going to be over, and I don't want it. So, what I do, however, want is if a motherfucker comes up these goddamn stairs, I want to stab that bitch in the face. Right in the motherfucking face. And I can do that because it is right next to my goddamn right next to my goddamn door. You see? Mm. I'm prepared. And the, and the ninja sword is right... And the ninja... Not... Sorry, I'm sorry. Not the sword. The knife that I I messed up because the sword is the same color as the knife. So, yep. Rainbow ninja sword. That is exactly what the fuck I have in my possession. Um, so... <laughs> also, side note. You want to know how much that cost me? A hundred. So, Nope, $20. Anyway. <laughs> and I thought I was going lowball. I thought I was like, okay, they're going to be insulted by the number I'm going to give them, but... Uh, no, 20 goddamn dollars for both of them, actually, but that's... Anyway, um, so that knife, which is sharpened, and I have sharpened at all times, which also, that's not even my go-to knife. That is just the, oh shit, someone is stabbing me in the middle of the night and I have to and I gotta cut a bitch, that's that knife. That's that one right there. I mean, I'm not really worried about this, by the way. I live in the middle of the woods. Like, I'm not that worried about this. <laughs> These are just there also because they're pretty. Um, <laughs> it's fine. I also have a, I have a gold knife that is a utility knife mainly, but also it's a gold fucking knife. And I have that sitting directly next to my bed. At all times. You are Red Wing. Oh, <laughs> I... <laughs> nigga, I'm prepared. Shit. That's what it comes down to. Like, I don't know... I don't know... Honestly, there's a drug problem in my area, so I really don't know what the fuck's gonna happen. So, I'm gonna be prepared. Shit. Like, I... I got... I have in this room right now, just out... Like, just out for all the world to see, I have... One sword that I was polishing earlier, a lace front wig hanging on a wig head, a pair of heels that are brand fucking new, and a gold fucking knife. And you know a bitch ain't gonna be out here. <laughs> you know what's crazy? I, after seeing Black Panther five times, <laughs> I can say without hesitation that all four of them motherfuckers is a weapon. 
Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> also, side note, that is my favorite moment in the whole fucking movie. <laughs> I was saying on uh I was saying because Ooh. on the fifth trip, um when I went by myself, I've taken family, I've taken cousins, I've taken strangers to see this movie. Um, but on the fifth trip, when I went by myself, I realized that my favorite part of the movie is Okoye standing on top of that car with her red dress just flapping up in the wind and just such a delightfully sinister look on her face like, I'm about to fuck these white boys up. And <laughs> fuck yes, queen. My God, I love her so goddamn much. Also... Okay, so this is a real fucking thing, but there is a real difference between a white person seeing this movie and right? a black person movie. Yeah. Because that last fucking scene, wherein she's like, wherein he's like, would you really kill me? And she's like, well, <laughs> paraphrasing, bitch without hesitation, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> and, which, like, I love that scene because that is the, first of all, she didn't have to say that because I could see in her fucking eyes that that is exactly what the <laughs> fuck she meant. And I know that every other black man on this fucking planet could see that in her fucking eyes and knew, like, no, we're going to drop it. We're going to drop it right here. We're going to drop it right now. Like, it, for some reason in the script, they had that he was going to pause a fucking second. No, 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 no. Not a goddamn one of us would have paused. We would have just dropped the weapon and been like, you know what? Actually... We're fucking done. We've been stupid. No, you know we're, what? We're done. You know what would made me stop? Honestly, I wouldn't even ask the question. As soon as the rhino said "fuck that shit" and tried to lift her to get back on her good side. Mm -hmm. Okay, baby. Right. Um, by the time you get home, uh, what what you want for dinner? You want pizza? You you want you want you want burgers? What 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 you want? What you want? Um, that's some real shit. Cause like I had a, I had a white friend who saw that scene and. Like, who saw that scene and at the very end of the movie, like, we were literally in the credits and was like, I want to know what happened with their relationship. Like, I want to know how you come back from that. And I'm literally like, in that goddamn second, the fact that she literally gave him a second to continue breathing is the only reason that that motherfucker is still alive. Which means, which he knows, too, because he's not a fucking idiot. I mean, he was an idiot the whole goddamn movie. Mm, Let's yes. be completely real. He is the only person that pissed me off the whole movie. Wakabi, yes. Only one. He really sucked. He <laughs> really, really, really sucked. Because it was just like, you don't even know this dude. But you gonna ride with him just because he brought a dead guy to you? Like, granted, it's the guy who killed your family. But really? Mm -hmm. But even then, I was like, he only gave that motherfucker one try. Like, one try to catch a motherfucker that evaded a bunch of people for, like, however many fucking years really exactly gave, gave the new king one goddamn try i'm like no the new king no, no, your no, no, homie no. your homie all it took was him <laughs> to fail once and he didn't even fail didn't even fail they blew a fucking hole in the wall you didn't let him explain none of this shit see what had happened was this is what happened wakabi let me lay this out look my my girlfriend that were on the outside, nah, I still love her a lot. Like she might have got shot, right? <laughs> and so, what you mean? Wait, let me tell you the rest. Let me tell you. Gonna laugh, nigga. Nah, you gonna motherfucker, laugh. you just like your father. Shit, I don't, I don't trust you, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what? It, the way, the I, way, the, the way that Wakabi handled that 
was the way that you handle it in a relationship when you're still mad at somebody. When y'all go to bed mad and wake up the next morning mad. And the next statement out your mouth, you know it's going to start the argument right back up again. And you give no fucks. Did, you didn't make me. You didn't make me any cereal. You didn't make. You didn't make me any eggs. Nah, baby, y'all can make. You know what? Fuck that shit. That's why you your breath stinks. Ass, the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to go go that shit. How did we get here? I just woke up and just started making the eggs. Fuck all this shit. That was Wakabi. That was Wakabi. The zero to one hundred nigga that is, is Wakabi. So real. So quickly. Ooh, um, that's so real. Me, that's why. I, that's why I only be dating mask white gays, but that's a whole other story. But that's fine. <laughs> like, honest, honestly, because at a certain point they don't give me shit anymore. But that's a whole other story. It's no, fine. We're no good. I but, have I have now entered the point in my life where <laughs> the majority of black women that I know who are all just delightful people, honestly, like awesome people. Yeah, it's clean. Don't fuck with black men at all. Like just like <laughs> like like I don't even like sometimes I sit back and wonder how the fuck did I infiltrate this group because I know they know they they've read the whole book on us we ain't shit like they will just tell you straight out look why you do this for and I have no answer there's this group called Bad Black Art on uh, Facebook mm-hmm. and all it is is this these dudes who keep on making pictures of uh the good guy, black guys who are being dissed by women and then come back later to find out that they want them now that they're nice, successful and all that. And it's all that bullshit. And I, I don't black women. I salute you over and over again. Fuck that shit. I ain't even letting the hippo, uh, not even letting the rhino stop in front of you. I'm bowing down before they even get there. Fuck that. Um, so Javier (laughs) had allegedly, mm -hmm. Javier, I was going to say, cause some of, some of us, well, some of y'all let me let me clarify because let's be real. I also know where I'm at and I was out I was probably gonna be on the fucking um in the <laughs> I was probably gonna be in the door, Mila J, uh, to be honest with you. So <laughs> I'm like, let's be real. Like I know where I'm on on this team. Um but like some of y'all motherfuckers are decent, but like mm. it's not many. But anyway. Continue. Uh, Javier, who pled not guilty this week to first degree attempted murder, even though she called 911 and said I stabbed my boyfriend, um, Ah, had had allegedly been preparing. Uh, Lavelle, who is known as Biggie in his local gamer scene, is an avid player of Player Unknown Battlegrounds. There, it's not Halo, it's not Destiny, it's not even (laughs) Overwatch, it's that one. What? A multiplayer. uh, Y'all can't. Y'all can't see me, but my head turned all the way the fuck up. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah. I don't. What the fuck you mean? Yeah. This my kids play. No, I. My head turned around at Biggie. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I was like, excuse. This nigga said what? No, no, I'm actually finished. First of all, fuck this dude. But also like. In most stories, I'm going to be like, fuck this dude, but that's because <laughs> I know where my allegiances lie, shit. Um, but, like, <laughs> I, I have learned. I have grown and I have learned, and I know where the fuck my allegiance needs to be. Um, but this, no. This, first of all, this nigga bragging about the fact that he survived. Girl, please. 
He only survived because she was angry. See, because if this bitch had been actually calm during this attack, what would have happened was she would have realized you don't go for the fucking chest. What you go for is the jugular bitch so he can't scream. But anyway. Oh, no. So, uh, Lavelle had been recently logging 12 to 13 hours a day playing the game. See, no mm. sex, no sex, no sex in the champagne room. There was no D happening. He probably in that wasn't house. even cheating. You know, he probably wasn't even cheating. If he's this focused on this game, he is probably like eating, sleeping, and playing the game. Check this but out. Pro- and it's just on tw- and on t- and on Tinder, probably just looking at people's pictures. He ain't sleeping with nobody else. He's jacking it. He's he's jerking it, and then getting right back to the game. I. Okay, so I'm going to tell y'all a real quick story. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, first of all, let me start the story off by saying that my primary care physician, a hating ass bitch. Um, (laughs) I will start it there. Because, so, this bitch knows when my birthday is, right? Because it's in my fucking file. Um, My birthday was this past weekend. She, a week and a half ago, because I had this, like, weird toothache situation, prescribed to me a antibiotic. And this antibiotic is known for doing, is known for having a specific side effect. And that side effect is the motherfucking runs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But not just the regular runs, the runs that last for three goddamn weeks. What, 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 what? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, especially if that you have a weird... Shantae, Shantae, that ain't even goddamn. That's gut damn. <laughs> I mean, t- my stomach is also weird. I I had an eating disorder when I was, like, 18, so it's a little... Well, no, it was more like when I was 16, but whatever, it's fine. Um, My stomach's still a little weird from that, so, like, it probably is only, like, maybe a couple days, but for me, it lasted three weeks. Mm. Because, like, I... Basically, kids out there, do not, like, if you feel like you got a weird relationship with food, go get help, because honestly, don't let it get to where I got to. That's all I'm saying. Um, but, <laughs> uh, so, the day before my birthday weekend, wherein she knows, because I told her this, because I thought that we were fucking friends, um, I told her, like, I'm going to New York. I'm going to have me some fun shit. Um, this motherfucker provided me with an SSRI, but one that very in particular has one motherfucking side effect. And do you know what that motherfucking side effect is? Bubble guts. Nope. Oh. The dick dip work. Oh, Yep. Nope, nope, see, nope, 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 nope. So so this bitch on my birthday weekend gave me something to make my dick not work for a good, solid, like, the rest of time. I feel like I should file a fucking lawsuit because I'm (laughs) so angry. Like, I I mean, I still went to that fucking sex party, but, like, whatever. Like, I'm still... neither here nor there shit um but i um no like that no 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 so what i'm trying to say is i could low-key see if he like 
was a little... Like, if he was on Lexapro, maybe I could understand him not fucking his girl. But, like, if she actually wanted to fuck and had said to him, Come to bed, sweetheart. Come to bed. And this motherfucker still stayed playing this goddamn game. Oh, you ain't know? There's dudes who are like, I'll be in there in a second, baby. Just get ready. Who the fuck? Who? 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 Like, even me. Like, and I, I literally, first of all, there are not many motherfuckers out here that could ever get me to stop doing what the fuck I was doing to do anything for them. Anything at all. That could literally be save their goddamn life and cook them some goddamn food. No. No. The fuck no. If I'm if I'm doing what the fuck I'm doing, I will finish that and then I will help them. Because whatever I was doing was far more important than some nigga. That's all I'm saying. But I mean if the D's that good then I would just sort of go and like it's fine. What what how does this motherfucker like hear the words come get this pussy and he's still playing whatever the playing battlegrounds you said it was yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's a thing battlegrounds ain't that good of a game shit no oh, it's, oh. it's not it's not it's not um i just want to put that out there real quick they're absolutely mm-hmm. right battlegrounds ain't it ain't it ain't it ain't puna so um and let everybody know it ain't e- look 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 let's keep it 100 it ain't even a mouth oh so oh, i will quickly i will nigga if you offer me if you say i want the look daddy da- baby baby i'm trying to fail a class what you mean i'm looking for the d um I will gladly <laughs> run into somebody on that game and get shot in the face. Like, I will stand still. You goddamn right. I will leave the microphone on so you hear me doing the the, the little death because I just died in your arms tonight while the game is playing. And <laughs> I don't care. But this, <laughs> this dude apparently had a regimen. The regimen required exercises for his hands, wrists, and shoulders, and also practicing mouse moves and techniques to maximize performance. Quote, no, 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 no. What that motherfucker was doing was aerobic jerking off. That is all the fuck he was doing, first of all. Because if you are doing it aerobically, that will work out all of the same muscles that you just listed. All I'm is, saying. You know what? <laughs> if you do it right, shit. He said, quote, I wasn't a sweaty nerd. I was more of a get this, ladies and gentlemen, listeners and lovers. I wasn't a sweaty nerd. I was more of a athlete. Get it? Not a E video game player. Not a E athlete. He was an athlete that made you think almost like an athlete, but an athlete because he played esports like video games. He's an athlete. Ladies and gentlemen, that took me a long and NBs. I need to look at this motherfucker right now because I already <laughs> did. I looked him up. I looked him up. Let I will go like... ahead and send this to you. Don't ask oh. me for anything else. This is literally my good deed for the day. Uh, hey, girl, it's... is that her? There girl, you go. Girl, she got green hair. 
<laughs> First of all, she has green hair, and I wasn't prepared for that. I don't know what. Well, Nigga, check this out. Check this like... out. In an interview with the police after the attack, Javier oh. admitted that she was frustrated with her boyfriend for staying glued to his game. Then, a week before the violent incident, Javier said she had discovered Lavelle was unfaithful. According to the affidavit, she told police she discovered Tinder, the dating app, on his phone. She also noticed scratches on his back, possibly from a romantic encounter. And she found red hair in the shower drain. But her own hair was green. This motherfucker had the nerve to cheat on this gorgeous bitch here. No, Are you for no, real? No, let's bust this down real quick. First of all, I'm not saying I'm a cutter. I'm just saying I got sharp nails and I itch a lot. So if I'm scratching my back, I'm digging deep. Like, I'm digging deep. I'm scratching hard because it feels good, and I love the way it feels to scratch. Like, I love that feeling. So I can, I sometimes wake up with scabs and scratches and, 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 and cuts on my back. I ain't fucking nobody but my beloved. I just cut myself up scratching my back. I can see him doing that. While he's waiting for the game to reload, he scratches his back. I don't see, but, like, he don't even look like the type that could reach his own back. <laughs> also like I Jesus I'm so rude right now first of all <laughs> let me just be real I'm usually not this rude but this wine is real good um <laughs> so I'm looking at this like no this motherfucker no no sweetie but also like this motherfucker does have the face of a person that would say I survived a samurai attack like he's gonna get a t-shirt. <laughs> he's gonna get the t-shirt. Um, I can't even with this motherfucker. No, because like, first of all, also I hate the fact that she looks sad in that photo because like, first of all, she you, you, could have found somebody better. Like you know what I'm like. I'm looking at her in this photo. She is pretty. She's very pretty. Like, I, I I think she is very pretty. This motherfucker should have been glad that she even looked in his fucking direction. Because he... Honestly, I broke up with a motherfucker that looked almost exactly like him. And I broke up with that motherfucker because his dick was, like, three inches long. But and he's this not exercising exactly that. He's exercising his hands. What she wanted, she, she probably didn't even want the D. She probably wanted his <laughs> fingers. His fingers were probably strong as shit. I'm looking at them <laughs> things in this photo. They look tiny. They look like baby hands. I don't think that that's how that works. Baby hands. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unless she was getting fisted or whatever, because I don't know, Fifty Shades of Grey or whatever, some shit, but like... <laughs> No, no. See, I, I've told all of my, I've told, well, okay. I, I'm the type of person that is a little more free-spirited than most and more, and more open-minded than most. So when I am dating someone, especially lately, I know what my schedule is like. I also know that I enjoy variety, which means I am far more likely to enjoy an open relationship than another person mm -hmm. and really go with what in the moment that I am free in the short amount of time that I'm free especially given that I know that what, what my partner's schedules look like 
I know who I'm going to call in that moment because I know what I'm probably going to need. Hold on, let me break in real quick. So what you're saying is, I know who I want to take me home. Listen, <laughs> I forgot about that song. College story, real quick again. I did brief. I did like this real quick, like one line of a story. I promise. Um, because that. Oh God, that song. I when I was in college, there was. Um, I did. I took music therapy for a brief amount of time. It wasn't really my thing, but I had to take a, a guitar class. Um. And I had a guitar, I had an acoustic guitar at home, so I brought that back with me after, like, winter break. And that was the song we had to learn before the end of the semester. Oh. Mm. I didn't learn it, because I fucking hate that song. That's <laughs> 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 the end of the story. <laughs> Alright, let me get back to it real quick. Um, she didn't confront her boyfriend after finding the hair in the shower drain. In the past, he had just denied such accusations. So this time, she went to the mall and bought a samurai sword. I know that's fucking right. I thought, you know, I was going to stab him while he was sleeping, she told the police. This is like, her story is like when you get to the end of Law and Order where out of nowhere, out of no fucking where, I swear to God, for some reason they just decide to confess. <laughs> that's so real like for no reason <laughs> like they haven't been able to pin anything to you forever they tell you that the person that they thought was a primary suspect is no longer a suspect and you're like I hated her <laughs> and you'd be looking at them like you know bitch you could have gotten away with it like first of all <laughs> like it, the problem is that I I'm thinking about the situation and literally thinking what I would have gone is I would have poisoned him and then talked to him for a half hour while he died. Because, like, I want him to, while he's dying, understand how he fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the most passive-aggressive motherfucker in the world. Um, I'm like, so how... So how's them mashed potatoes, baby? How's the... How's the I, think, I think I'm... Is it cold in here to you? It's cold to me. Is it cold Bitch, to you? Bitch, I hope... Bitch, I hope it's cold to you. Because... <laughs> I hope you understand how much rat poison I put in that shit. Um, but... No, like I... Oh my god! <laughs> as I no. die, as I die, I swear to god, I'm singing the fuck out of that closing time song. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Like, I... I'm also not that crazy in terms of a human. Like, I I only, like, I'm not even actually realistically think, first of all, I wouldn't use rat poison. If I am if I wasn't intoxicated, let me tell you, rat poison not the first thing I would have fucking thought of. Probably would have been that one that smells like, oops, excuse me, that smells like um, fucking almonds, but, like, only oh. a few people in the world can tell what it smells like. Yeah. That was, um, mm -hmm. I don't remember what poison that was, I don't really fucking care right now, it's not like I am gonna use it on anybody, ever, anyway, whatever, fine. <laughs> um, so, I, I, like, that's not, I don't fucking know, it bothers me, <laughs> like, something, something about this whole story bothers me a little bit. Okay, well, check this out. The relationship reached a crisis point on March the 2nd. According to the affidavit, Lavelle came home but ignored his girlfriend. 
Mm-hmm. At that point, she allegedly decided to go through with the attack, taping the sword and two knives to the bed. Javier also told police she hid Lavelle's phone so she can so he could not call for help. That's a good girl. That's a good girl. That- <laughs> That's why she got first degree murder. That exactly. <laughs> and why are you telling the police all this? Did you not hear the pearl we said? You have the right to be. Let me tell you how I tried to kill him. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Before you do that, I have to tell you this. You have the right to. I bought this samurai sword because he's cheating on me. Do you see my hair? Do you see my hair? The hair in the shower was red. I told you I went through a red face. Shut up, motherfucker. I, look, miss, <laughs> miss, miss. I went look, through a red face. Look, look, you have, you literally have the right to be, and then I took his phone and I hid it. I hid the fuck out of it. And I sharpened up his knives, and I sharpened up my sword, and I put him on the side of the bed. You have the right to. And then I waited because I knew, (laughs) I knew that he was going to come back, and he was going to play that stupid fucking game. And he never wanted to play with me. He always said it was a one-player game. I told you it was a one-player game. You bought that system for me, you motherfucker. Look, you got the right to be saying, I, I can't hear you. I don't hear you. Right now, in my head was vengeance. All I wanted to do was kill him. I just wanted to stab the knife straight through his face. All I wanted to do was cut him into little pieces. Are you going to let me tell you that you had the right to? Nah, he had the right to die. Because all he had to do was give me the D. All I wanted was a little time and the D. 12 to 13 hours playing a video game. How am I supposed to compete with that? Who the fuck wants to live with that anyway? (laughs) This piece of shit didn't clean. He didn't cook. All he did was got up and play video games. You have. You know what? Fuck it. He didn't even have to give me the D. You know, he could have just given me the tongue, you know? And I probably would have let that ride or whatever. But you know what? You have the right. I don't know where that voice just came from. You have the right. You have the right you know what i did have the right i had the right to kill him and so i tried i tried but he you know what i still i still i still love you no fuck that and so when he said you're killing me and crawled into a ball i didn't say you were killing me i didn't say you were killing me my wing chung protected me my wing chung protected me when he curled up in a ball officer and said, you're killing me, I'm going to die. I didn't say any of that, Your Honor. I didn't say any of that, Officer. I'm a kung fu artist. I I didn't Nigga, say none of that. Nigga, you said it. I didn't say none of that. <laughs> when he looked at me and looked me in my eye and said, baby, you're killing me. Something in me just froze. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, I'm killing him. So I went and I called 911. And yeah, I may have admitted that I tried to kill him. On the, you know, you literally have the right to be silent. I don't want to be silent no more. <laughs> Video I, games killed living with this motherfucker was torture enough. <laughs> living living with this motherfucker was torture enough. Give me fucking prison Besides, because I do you realize, will kill this nigga otherwise. Do you realize this TV? Look at it, Your Honor. Look at it, Officer. 
You keep calling me your honor. I'm an officer. Look at it, officer. This TV is 74 fucking inches. Come here. Come into the bedroom. Come here. Come here real quick. Come here. Come here. See that TV right there on the nightstand? That is literally a 21-inch TV. Your honor, I have dildos longer than that TV. Who the fuck? He wants me to watch... He told me to watch Orange is the New Black on that little thing. I can't even see crazy eyes, crazy eyes on that TV. Your Honor, if you call me Your Honor one more time, I swear to God. Your Honor, officer. Officer, Your Honor. I had to do it. I oh, my God. To. I'm dying. I you can't. You can take me in now. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. But you know oh what? God. You know what? <laughs> I tried to cut his motherfucking, don't say his dick. Nah, nigga. I tried to cut his motherfucking fingers off. <laughs> I can't. First of all, motherfucker, I know you a script writer because that was fucking beautiful. But also, <laughs> that whole thing. I'm still sitting here like... Yeah, bitch, I'm on her side. Shit, like, I don't know. I don't, see, like, I don't see where she went wrong. I mean, all she said was... And here's what he said back. In an interview with the news this week, Lavelle, who also denied that he was calling for help, denied that he was unfaithful. Quote, I barely had time to hang out with my girlfriend, let alone another girl, he told the newspaper. I didn't see it coming, but it made sense that it happened. She obviously no, didn't was. want anyone else to have me, so Samurai Sword. I bet you anything in the goddamn world. He was fucking a dude. That was what he was doing. See, because I know that it seems probably like a weird idea. But we low maintenance as fuck. All you gotta do is tell us about five minutes in advance, and we will be ready. <laughs> you need to do and see if all he did was have to text one of his fucking bros that he needed. I can't even continue that fucking sentence. <laughs> I'm like I'm lying out my fucking teeth. None of that is true. But whatever. <laughs> Just as high maintenance as women. That is all. That is so goddamn true. I know that, like, I know that there are probably motherfuckers out there who are thinking right in this moment, you know what? I could probably call my fucking gay friend. No. No, you can't. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I mean, it, like, we'll get it on I'm... and then we'll play Halo together. No. No. No, no. you won't. No, because this motherfucker want to go out to the club, too. Shit. Like, I don't know. Like, no. It, it's not going to fucking work. I'm so... I'm... I'm... I don't know why. I'm tired. But I'm tired. <laughs> like, I'm already fucking tired. Well, and I can't. Let me help you out. The feeling I had... God damn it. Let me just say one more time. This motherfucker was curled up in a ball saying, You're killing me. Just remember that part. That's important. You're mm -hmm. killing me. Now he says, now that she's in custody, quote, the feeling I had when I won the fight with my bare hands. This limp-ass dick motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. I'm so finished. It's, I'm so it's, it's, finished. It's just absolutely the best feeling 
Lavelle boasted this week from the hospital. I played all the sports, won big games, landed some decent tricks on my snowboard. This was better. I have... So, okay, here's another little quick story. There is a thing that can occur to a lot of gays out there, and probably a lot of them have experienced this, and probably a lot of women have experienced this too, especially if you've experienced pregnancy. But hemorrhoids are a thing that can sort of randomly occur. If you have them for long enough, your body will train itself to just sort of retighten itself, which happened to me for roughly about six months worth of time. So I was practically tight as a virgin at this motherfucking point. So I had to retrain myself to like take some whatever. And this month, and I have the tiniest, the tiniest of toys in this motherfucker to help me train myself for whatever nigga comes along. You know what I'm saying? And this motherfucker sounds tinier than any of the fucking toys I have in this goddamn house. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking collection. I am so goddamn angry at this motherfucker. And I don't like, I'm looking at his face. And first of all, the problem is that he is fucking smiling in this photo. And for some reason that bothers the shit out of me. I'm like, I'm looking at him like, I'm, and I'm also low-key looking at her like, I'm mad that you didn't aim for the dick. You should have done it. <laughs> maybe yes. she would have, maybe she knew she would have missed. Whoa. Oh, oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Whoa. Let me. Yes. Oh. 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 Oh my heart! Oh no! This is like this is like when you see somebody get crossed up in basketball, niggas. We should be running on the court right now. Oh, because let's be real, you probably right. Um, again, I have dated primarily white men. Um, for the majority of my life, um, I live in the middle of the woods. Let's be real. That's the main reason. I live in a place where most sensible black people would not go because there's a lot of cold and a lot of fucking snow up in this bitch and I (laughs) live in the middle of the woods. It does not make sense to live out here if you have melanin. It does not make sense. I am forced to live out here so I do, but eh, it does not make a lot of sense. Anyway, um, I've dated a lot of motherfuckers that look like this. They are all so tiny that you know what I probably would have missed too and I got good fucking aim I can be a good 25 feet away from a from a target and still hit a fucking arrow directly in the center and I think I would miss this nigga too <laughs> I don't know <laughs> just like I'm not I'm not uh, no fuck this motherfucker I'm so angry <laughs> <laughs> Hey, JB, go ahead and tell them again where they can find you at. Um, <laughs> oh, God. I, see, I done run us long. You no, see no, you haven't. Actually, this was absolutely perfect. Oh, man. Okay. Um, all right, so this is me attempting plugs after a good <laughs> a good half a bottle of wine. Um, all right, so you can find me at, at MixerHide on Twitter. You can also... Find me at um, Crime Musings Pod on Twitter as well as 
well as In The Mix Podcast, also on Twitter, as well as Red Wing Pod on Twitter, because you can never have too many fucking Twitter accounts, I guess. Also, you mentioned a, you mentioned a porn name earlier. Rod Strokeman. Um, exactly. The porn name that I would go with is Jackson Harwood. Nice. I don't know why the fuck I'm telling anybody that, but that is what I would go with. That's a really just, good name. <laughs> but like the, just, the backup name that I had for a porn name was actually what became um, the lead character in Sin and Solace, Jeremiah Sinclair. Ooh, girl. That's a fancy-ass name, too. Right. I like it. Right. I like it. But Rod uh, Strokeman, Penis of mm-hmm. Justice. <laughs> <laughs> Right. I know that's fucking right. Gas clean. Okay, that makes me so fucking happy. And if you would like to listen to anything that I have been on in the last year, um, you can go to in the mix. Um, dot. Well, actually, no. I'm so sorry. It is blazingcariboustudios.com slash. In the mix, that will be for all of the in the mix content. You can go to blazingcariboustudios.com slash criminal musings and you will get to all of the criminal musings content. And if you would like to go over to Red Wing, you can go to redwingpodcast.com and you will find all of the links there for all of the things relating to Red Wing, including some real fucking fancy t-shirts. And soon, there will be t-shirts of the actual costume that Red Wing is wearing in the character art, which is going to be super cool. So, my dream of people cosplaying a character that I've created could be closer to actually existing, because, you know. Um, and But anyway, so... <clears throat> There's that. Um, let's see. I also, this is a fun little extra scoop for your listeners. I have another show coming out. Yes. Yes. This show will, for the beginning, for, like in the beginning, it will be coming out. Um, it'll be released on the same stream as In the Mix. But that show is called Please Advise. It is. <laughs> it is in no small part based on listener letters from the read because y'all know y'all know I love the read of course I, I think do everybody does shout out to Stephanie that's all she talk about yes the read oh my god but it's based on listener letters from the read um and it basically is just uh, good friends of mine and me coming together and giving advice on how y'all can might be able to fix some of y'all fucking problems because Ooh, Jesus. Um, and if you have any questions that you feel like you want a social psychologist and a random human being to answer, totally send me an email um, or just send me a DM on Twitter. And I will not name you, I promise. But, you know, let me know. I'll answer some of your questions. And it'll be awesome. I'm looking yeah. forward to that. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's real fucking fun. Oh my god. The answer on these first two fucking episodes, girl. Jesus. <laughs> Shanta, you got any shout outs? Well, first, shout out to JB for being on the show. It was awesome. 
been literally delightful. Oh my gosh. So oh happy. yes, you are always welcome on the show. I I, I didn't want to let that. I, I didn't want to forget to say it. Literally, okay. just let us know. You are what? always welcome back. Period. And, and also shout out to me because my birthday is tomorrow. Yay! yay! And happy belated birthday to you, JV. But yay, Shantae! Yeah. Look, Patreon <laughs> members. Look, she needs shit. Okay. So. <laughs> Fuck yeah, March birthdays. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. When? What's the last <laughs> video game you played, Shantae? What's the last new game that you played? <laughs> I haven't been playing new. I don't play. I don't really play new video games. I, I like. Can I, that. I buy movies. Okay. <laughs> and then buy makeup. Movies and makeup. We need to get her a copy pre-order to Black Panther. We need to get her Thor Ragnarok, and we need to get her get Coco. Her, get her Injustice Two. Oh, that's what I need to fucking get her. Cause I've been playing that for like so <laughs> It's a really good game. It is. <laughs> parents went out of town for two fucking weeks and I got fucking what character did I get to level 20 I got a character to level 20 in the span of time that my parents were gone because my dog wouldn't fucking shut the fuck up during the middle of the night <laughs> so I had to go and sit down she's a tiny dog she's like the length of my forearm so she's like always paranoid about shit so I had to go downstairs and fucking hang out with her and I would have to play Injustice 2 the whole time I was playing with her. oh yeah you had to you had to. I really did, because if I left, she would fucking start barking again. Also accurate. I feel that. Yes. I'm like, uh, fucking dogs. I love dogs, but god damn it. I'm so tired. Let's get, <laughs> let's get Shantae something. Something, y'all. Ooh. Come on. Come on. Uh, right now, uh, all of our Patreon money goes towards paying bills. Uh, if y'all are listening to this show, we appreciate you. We'll take anything from $1 to literally... Seven thousand bucks. Uh, Aaron Ram <laughs> Freeman from Unreasonable. Aaron Ram Freeman from Unreasonable Fridays advised me that it's not good to say anywhere from one to anything because then they'll send in a picture of a sign that says anything. Um, Girl, so seven thousand dollars. <laughs> we'll take that. We'll take more, but you know, seven thousand is good. Um, motherfuckers out there, don't be fucking cheap. Tip your motherfuckers. Tip your motherfuckers out here. Do it. Girl, why aren't you giving them money? Bitch, why aren't you giving them money? Girl, I know you got some money. Bitch, I see it. Bitch, I see it in your goddamn hand. Why? Why the fuck ain't you giving my fucking friends money? Bitch, you owe them. Bitch, we done made you laugh so hard in the last two fucking hours that I know. Yo, bitch, <laughs> <laughs> and they're sitting, they're, they're sitting on the Yo. train next to their white friend like Rosa Parks didn't <sighs> I'm gonna use that I'm literally gonna use that as a statement Rosa Parks didn't move to the bring... front of the bus so you didn't eat the rest of your dinner son <laughs> that makes me so goddamn happy I can't even my god oh yes i'm so mad at that bitch but okay sure like i still i can't believe that bitch said on a train full of other goddamn people and i know that again again the lat the latina next to me 
it may have taken her five minutes, but that bitch laughed the same way that I did at that shit that she said. Because it was that fucking crazy. Like, first of all, the fact that she still knew who the fuck Rosa Parks was. I know that's for goddamn right. But, that this bitch said, I shouldn't have to bring Rosa Parks up to this bitch. I'm like, girl. 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 I'm just oh, saying. I also missed a line earlier because she did say some petty ass shit like, bitch, did you go to law school? Did you go to law school? Do you know all of your rights? <laughs> and, and, then, and the black girl said, why, yes, I am in law school. I loved that so goddamn much. Black girls out there, shout out to y'all. Y'all fucking amazing. Go to law school, do all the shit, so that, if for no other reason, so that when a white bitch try to challenge you on this, you can say, yes, bitch, I did go to law school, and fuck you too. That is all. That is all. That is all the fucking reason you need. Mm. Now I'm just leaning back in my goddamn room. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, it's people succeeding. This is Single Simulcast episode 285, The Diary of Rosa Parks. Y'all be, <laughs> y'all be good. We gonna holler at you next time. We out. Peace. This is Single Simulcast. My name is Jordan Redfield Wade. By day, I'm a philanthropist and private investigator. But by night, I protect the people of New York City in a different way. My name, champ, is Redwing. As she lay dying, I promised my mother that I would fight for those who couldn't fight for themselves. And I refused to let her down. I am the defender of New York City. I am Redwing. New York City. The city of progress, as Mayor Edward Fields calls it. He announced the renaming of the city, which was formerly known as New Arklow, at the ceremonial opening of the new iteration of Blackburn Labs at the Center College part of the city about a year ago. To him, that is progress. Science drives the future. I don't know that he's wrong, but one thing is certain. He does not know the effects of science and money like I do. Hell, he doesn't even know Newark City like I do. While the mayor devotes most of his time to these ridiculous ceremonies, there are people in Revenant Heights who are suffering and going hungry due to poverty. Unemployment citywide is skyrocketing, and consequently homelessness and vagrancy run rampant in the streets. The Parcelli mob 
partially absorbed the McNamara gang and now controls half of Revenant Heights and pretty much all of Falcon Village. Organized crime has been a problem for my entire 27 years of life. The police department ignores the crimes that go on here. Drugs are becoming an even bigger problem than they were before. All the robberies, arson, assaults, muggings, murders. I won't lie to you, it is weird of me to say anything about the money and the science. I am technically the richest person in this city from one of the oldest families. My family owns that science lab and all of the surrounding buildings, and even the college itself. That's a really long story. It was actually my idea to rebuild that fancy laboratory to replace the one that burned down to the ground years ago. I thought maybe somehow it would help. Maybe it'll create jobs, or maybe come up with some kind of medicine or sustainable food supply. Whatever. Even if the city has its issues, it is still my city. And it is my honor to protect it. You know, when the Irish settlers landed here on the edge of Massachusetts in 1710 and gave this place its name, the town elders almost unanimously agreed on New Arklow. But one elder said no. Thomas Wade was his name. He had said he had sensed something, an energy in the soil. He had said, There is darkness here. There is a darkness in the soil. This is Gathergansolas. The city without light. He was almost laughed out of town. Almost. Instead, he moved his family onto the land that would become Revenant Heights, the very center of that land. Over the next century, building the city, oh, that was hell for the Wades. They were the only founding family to refuse to own slaves, believing that it was immoral. They created Revenant Heights as a village where slaves would be freed and protected by the Wade family. Because of this, Revenant Heights is still the population with the largest number of people of color. The town called the Wade family crazy, accused Thomas Wade's wife, Aida Redfield, of witchcraft and executed her, and Thomas in front of their son and teenage daughter. The name would be changed to Redfield Wade at some point, and the line would continue on despite the almost exile and that public humiliation. The family continued to welcome and house freed and escaped black slaves for 150 years until slavery was officially abolished throughout the country. As was naturally bound to happen, several Redfield Wade family members married and procreated with black folks and Native Americans, those who happened to be here, which, due to further racism that tarnished the family's reputation further. They still look at the family weird in the streets. And I guess that's where I come in. 
If you hadn't guessed it already, I am a Wade. My name is Jordan Redfield Wade, son of Terence and Malia Redfield Wade, one of the few living direct descendants of Thomas Wade. So I guess I have a particular connection to the city or something like that. The blood of the city runs through me. I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you what I look like. I'm roughly five foot ten, with black wavy hair, and I'm often told that my skin is the color of glowing salted caramel, and that my hazel eyes are the color of honey with the slightest hint of emerald. I've never been a fan of food comparisons for skin color, because I mean, I'm not food, but I can't deny that it is still effective. Anyway, back to the Redfield Wade family. We made investments, formed very fruitful partnerships, and thus we single-handedly built this city after the rest of the founders wound up losing their money when slavery ended. When my ancestors built Revenant Heights, they started educating the children in that area. The schoolhouse they had built became Redfield Academy, which I actually went to. Now, we have multiple public schools, as well as that one private one, some of which I have also gone to. One of the other new Arklo founders started Arklo College. This, of course, led to funding, which was then properly invested. One of my great-great-grandfathers decided to start a medical research facility as a tie-in to Redfield Academy, and also Arklo College. Though mysteriously, Arklo College burned down that same year. The Redfield Wades rebuilt Arklo College as Arc University and took ownership of the university. Somehow we managed to spread into several fields, which wound up consolidated into one company, one collective. Redfield Wade Collective, RWC. They added a technological development branch to the university, as well as a medical branch. This is a very smart move that created and maintained safe jobs for all inhabitants. Revenant Heights was a refuge and a haven for the good, the honest, and the downtrodden. The rest of the founding families of this city, their folks made poor investments, or assumed that building an economy based on owning humans was a good idea. My family handled themselves with love, care, and affection. I know I'm cut from that very same tough cloth, but it's really hard to live up to. But I'm trying. This particular night I was sitting perched next to the gargoyle that sits on top of the courthouse. Here is the only place in the city where I can look out and see the entire city. This city is so beautiful from up here. It looks calm despite all the lights. Looking out across the neighborhoods I grew up in, I could see the harbor. Beyond the harbor and the Massachusetts Bay lies the Atlantic Ocean. And if you are that high up above the ground and breathe deeply... You smell the sea salt in the air. 
I can feel it on my face as the wind blows. I am jerked out of my saltwater daydream by a voice in my ears. My skin bristles, even though this is a voice I know better than any other voice in the world. I've got a 211 Henry in the alleyway near the corner of 2nd Street in Washington. Can I get that first part in regular English, Joanna? What, have you forgotten the police codes? No wonder you didn't make it as a cop. Highway robbery, obvi. But they aren't on the highway. Also, I quit the force. I didn't get fired or fail out. It means a mugging, dumbass. (gasps) Joanna Lovelace, watch your language. What would Dad say? Jordan Anderson Redfield Wade, stop wasting my time and get your ass over there. You have a life to save. Fine. Be there in... I checked my watch. Two minutes and fifteen seconds. I was four blocks away. I unhooked the rope dart from my belt and jumped from the gargoyle's perch. I let the wind rush past my face for a moment before hooking my rope on a streetlight near me. This dampened my fall, so I landed on my feet. I began sprinting the four blocks to the alley. I decided the best approach was to come from above. I slung the rope around a fire escape, quickly scaling the wall. I reached the rooftop of the five-story building quickly and looked back at the clock. Two minutes and three seconds damn straight. I looked over the edge on the other side of the building. I saw a man lying on the ground unconscious and a woman fumbling for her purse to grab all of her valuables. A thug was pointing a gun at her and she was crying. (laughs) Give me the money, bitch. I recognized the man as one of Antonio Parcelli's mobster goons. I've got a special grudge against those assholes. What's taking so long? Drop the gun. I had lowered myself behind the man and was swinging my dart in my right hand, preparing to attack and defend. You're the one they've been talking about, aren't you? The punk with the red mask. The man aimed his gun at me. Um, first of all, rude. I'm not the punk here, champ. Second of all... I paused, realizing I didn't have a second of all, and then I remembered. I'd tell you my name, but it won't matter if you're smart. If you run back to Parcelli now and leave these people alone, I won't hurt you as badly. Always give the bad guys an out. That's rule number one. I don't think so, punk. Really? Repeating the same insult as before? Very original, dude. Must be hard to find an intelligent goon these days. Suit yourself, then. Miss, you may want to move. This will probably get a little bit messy. The man's finger began to close on the trigger, but the dart... Knocked the gun from his hands. With surprising speed, he pulled out a knife and lunged at me. I pulled my dart back into my hand and held it to block the swing of his knife. The stainless steel of his knife crashed against my dark steel dart of synthetic metal developed out of Blackburn Labs. The stainless steel chipped, and the goon looked confused and shocked. 
Within the span of that second, I used a rope attached to my rope dart to create a loop, and then wrapped the loop around his neck, like a noose. I smirked and put my left leg up, and used it to push him back a few paces. His hands dropped the knife as he grasped at his neck, choking from lack of air. I paused in this moment for a second. My name, champ, is Redwing. When you wake up and walk up, be sure to let all your boys know. He looked confused when I said wake up, and he was turning slightly purple. I raised my right leg as if to do a roundhouse kick, wrapping the rope around my leg. I brought my foot down hard and the goon fell in front of my feet, where I delivered a swift yet gentle kick to the head. He was knocked unconscious, and I removed the rope from his neck. He'd live, but he would be very, very sore. Really? Telling him your code name, huh? I could practically hear Joe's raised eyebrow through the phone line. I ignored her comments. I looked up at the woman who hadn't moved from her husband's side. Ma'am, are you okay? I noticed the blood on her hands and shirt. It was a lot. Ma'am, are you okay? Does this man need medical attention? He's been shot. He's bleeding from the chest. It had missed the heart, but if the bleeding continued, he'd bleed out. I turned to the woman. Hold him steady. Prop up his head. Lugbird, notify the authorities and send an ambulance. Don't call me that. Okay, roger that. They are en route, but it's going to be a few minutes, so you need to get out of there. I have to help this guy. He'll bleed out if I don't. I muted the comm device right before Joe could protest. I turned my attention back to the bleeding man and his wife. I need you to hold him very still and close your eyes, okay? This will help a little bit, but I need you to not freak out. Can you do that? She nodded and I held my hands over the wound. My eyes glowed a slightly red color as I commanded the energy to form a tiny force field around the wound on his chest. My hands glowed and the red matter responded. My friend Kieran Lacroix, a kid that I've known since middle school, had taught me a bit about anatomy back then, and I've always thanked him in these moments for that lesson. He's the only one I know who can keep up with and possibly exceed Joanna's preternatural abilities in practical biology. Within the sphere, atom by atom, I focused hard on extracting the bullet and rebuilding the injury. The skin proceeded to knit itself back together, leaving no scar or mark of any sort. I heard the woman gasp as the bullet hit the ground, and my eyes stopped glowing. Who are you? How did you do that? It is my policy not to answer those kinds of questions for civilians, so I used my usual response instead. Ma'am, I'm one of the good guys. Now, your husband's lost a fair bit of blood. Make sure you tell the paramedics that. They will be here in just about 20 seconds. He will be perfectly fine. But I've got to get going now. It was true. I could already hear the sirens. I stood up and swung my dart towards another fire escape, swinging up towards the roof. The woman called after me. Wait, sir. Thank you. Don't mention it. At least 
Don't mention me. Especially not to the cops. I stopped on the roof, looking back at her. Oh, and lady, invest in some pepper spray. This is the rough part of the city. I raised my hand in farewell before vanishing above the ledge. I jumped from roof to roof, heading deeper into the city. I remembered that I'd shut my comm off, so I switched it back on. Sorry, Joe. You really cut that close. I hate your theatrics. (sighs) This is why they make wine, you know that, right? You know that's false. They initially made wine to be a dietary aid and a diuretic. (laughs) Anyway, just relax. I didn't want there to be any sort of body count. Should I return to the bunker? Yeah, it seems like a slow night. Besides, Parcelli is going to be pissed. This is the fifth goon you've gotten arrested in three days. That's good. We're doing our job then. You know, I think I need a legit code name. If you keep saying Joe in front of people, they're bound to figure it out. Also, stop trying to make Lovebird happen. Lovebird will never, ever happen. How about Pigeon Girl? I will literally kill you in your sleep. Jeez, lighten up, Joe. What's our format for names? A color and a bird? I mean, kind of? Red is a color, and wing is a part of a bird? Hmm, I'm thinking White Hawk. You know what? I don't hate that one. We'll figure it out. I scaled to the top of a 12-story building and looked down. Later, Joe. Get back safely. Joe wished me that every time. It always makes me smile to hear. I responded the way I always do. Always do, sis. I switched off the earpiece and looked toward the cathedral. My breath caught in my throat. I noticed at first the moon, which was much larger and more full than it usually seemed. Silhouetted against the moon was the figure of a man... The figure was staring right at me, and though I couldn't see his face, I knew he was staring right into my eyes. I couldn't breathe. I didn't know what was happening. I didn't grab my weapon, but I began to walk toward him. He began to walk toward me as well, with a little more purpose, it seemed. I was so entranced by him that I didn't notice when I walked directly off the edge. I suddenly felt myself falling, but it felt as though I couldn't move. The ground rushed toward my face, and then everything went dark. Meanwhile, across town... A man with bright green eyes, bloodshot from lack of sleep and stress, and the beginnings of a five o'clock shadow rose from the bed. The partner, who was still in the bed, sat up, placing a hand on the dragon tattoo on his left pectoral muscle, still breathing heavily, filling his lungs. His brown eyes had followed green eyes around his room. This is the pattern, every few nights or so. The green-eyed man sends a text saying he's at the door, They would have a round or two, and then he would leave. The sex was certainly electric, 
but there is a distance, and the dragon-tattooed guy started to feel it. It was as though the green-eyed man wasn't thinking about him while they were... well... Couldn't really call it making love, could you? The brown-eyed boy heard himself say it, and couldn't stop. You know, you could stay the night. I don't think it would hurt. The green-eyed man cast a glance over his shoulder. There was a dismissive chill to it. I can't. I have to work. Graveyard shift tonight. It's after midnight, and you don't have to work. You just don't want to be here. Wouldn't want to get too close. Why? Are you afraid you'll start to actually care? You'll have to look at me for a change. I can see you perfectly fine. I think you know what I meant. I certainly did. You don't want to be close to me. And who decided that? I did. I have a tendency of breaking the beautiful things I find. I... I don't want to be the reason you break. The green-eyed man finishes buttoning his shirt. He put on his jacket and made his way toward the door. He opened it, but stopped to look back. I'm... I'm, uh... Thank you. And maybe one night I will stay, but... That night isn't tonight. Their eyes met, and the green-eyed man in the uniform closed the door behind him. The brown-eyed boy looks out his window, seeing a large, bright, full moon flooding his room with a pale blue light. He places a hand on his neck, closing his eyes. He shakes his head a little and falls back onto the bed. He takes a deep breath, at least reveling in the smell of the green-eyed man lingering on his pillows. He turned the light off, and he opened his eyes one more time. Where do you go when you're here? What are you thinking about when you're here? In another part of the city, the police have brought in the criminal that I had helped them capture. Two other officers sit in the main lobby doing desk work. And another one. That's quite a few in the past few days. I feel like our department should bake that masked hunk a cake. He makes all of our jobs a hell of a lot easier. A cakewalk, if you will. <laughs> Ugh, I won't, thanks. <laughs> Wait, so that's what you think of him? That masked red guy? I mean, I call him like I see him. These days, it's hard to keep tabs on organized crime. We lost half of that unit after that huge corruption scandal in that department. I still can't believe Marty was the only snitch, and yet they got rid of half the department. you think it would have been someone like Buzz Needle. Why'd they keep that one? Oh my god, I hate that creep. I caught him one time sniffing panties in the locker room. Did you report him to Chief Loveless? Or go to HR? Nah. I bunched him in the face. It was much faster. Yes, ma'am. Good job, sweetie. Why, thank you. Maybe they can catch Buzz Needle in a sting operation. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, that was really bad. <laughs> but seriously, you think this vigilante guy is okay? I'm worried he's going to create a bunch of copycats. Like, what if everyone starts dressing up in spandex and beating people with bats and whatever? Uh, that seems like a specific kind of fear. 
Um, also, he hasn't used any bats, from what I've heard. I feel like I'm more worried about the folks who are running around in spandex. I see enough of that on the weekends. Uh. Oh, for wrestling? Literally the only sport I can watch. You're afraid of copycats, though? From what I've heard, this one's like a ninja or something. Mm -hmm. You know what else I found out? What? That he's got a really nice ass. Who told you that? My imagination. You're such a perv. Lies. That's Buzz, remember? In any case, I guess I won't complain for now, but I tell you what. If we catch that Red Wing character, I've got a lot of questions for him. Ugh, same girl. Same. Speaking of questionable characters, wasn't Dean supposed to be on night duty? Chief gave him the day off. Lord, you know that man ain't been right for a year. How does he even stay on the force? Nepotism, if I had to guess. You know he was dating the chief's son. They broke up though, didn't they? The chief was ready to kick him out. If he weren't such a good cop, I reckon he would've. Listen, breakups are hard. They hurt. The only way we can get over them is time, forgiveness of the self, and resilience. But all three of those are a process. He'll get there eventually. Oh, look at you, getting all philosophical and whatnot. I have my moments. I'm gonna get some coffee. It's a slow night. Do you want to pick a podcast to listen to? Oh, sure. Okay, I found these two great ones. One is called Wine and Crime, and the other one is Yesterqueer. I awoke in an apartment I didn't recognize with the sunlight hitting my face. My head hurt, kind of like a hangover, but bitchier somehow. It was empty, except for the mattress that I was laying on, a few tables and chairs, and a blanket. It was a big apartment, so I was definitely in the ritzier north side, roughly three miles from Blackburn Labs, which was on the same block as my office. I sat up and realized my mask and suit had been taken off and replaced by a gray t-shirt and gray sweatpants. I suddenly felt a little exposed. Whoever had brought me here had seen me almost completely naked. I began to remember the pieces of the night before. I remembered blacking out while I fell. Had I hit the ground? It didn't appear so unless I'd developed super healing. Who had helped me? Had a civilian broken my fall? Who was that figure in the moonlight? I saw my suit over in the corner, folded neatly and tied securely with my rope dart. Sticking out of it was a little note. I picked it up and read it aloud. Sorry, I had to leave. We'll meet again soon. Blackbird. Uh, Blackbird? Who is Blackbird? Do I know a Blackbird? I don't know anyone named Blackbird. Was Blackbird the mysterious figure? Why would the mysterious figure go through all of that effort to help me when he doesn't know me? Better question, how did he help me? I was literally walking directly off of a roof. Is he like me somehow? Wait, why did I walk off of that roof? I held onto the note and changed into my suit. I put my mask on. I looked out the window. Damn it. It's light out. I'm probably late for work. Granted, being late to open my own detective agency is usually not a big deal. 
Fairly sure my boss wouldn't care. But Joe probably would. I really didn't want to hear that lecture. I walked to the window with the fire escape and exited the building. I brought the sweatpants and shirt with me. They belonged to Blackbird and I intended to return them to him. I chose the rooftop route and made the way to mine and Joe's Revenant Village apartment. Joe would probably still be asleep and I could silently sneak in. When she wakes, I'll have her examine the note for DNA. I will find him. I don't know why that's so important, but it is. I have too many questions. I must find Blackbird. A middle-aged man in a three-piece double-breasted suit with an eggshell and ivory Homburg hat on his head, holding a fancy gold-tipped cane, is sitting on an ornate, dark, black throne in an abandoned, run-down warehouse. The warehouse is lit only by hundreds of black candles that cast an eerie light over everything seen. A woman in a dark, violet, floor-length gown sits on the throne next to him, an amethyst manicured hand on his. Before him, kneeling on the ground, is a young man with dark, almost black hair, a black tank top, and camouflage pants. The young man is staring at his master's feet, not daring to meet his master's eyes. The master regards his protege with a wicked grin. It is eerily quiet in that room. The master speaks. I felt it this evening. The spell has been broken. They have found one another. It's time to set the plan in motion. By the end of this week, we will rise. We will have more power than we could ever imagine. Indeed we shall, my love. My lord, is there enough for me as well? <laughs> my dear boy, you will rule alongside us. You will have everything your heart desires. I will be the king, and you will be the prince. I have a gift for you. The woman Violet stands and steps forward, holding an item. She stands before the young man, and using both hands, she places the crown on his head. The young man smiles, reaches up, and tilts the crown ever so slightly to the side. The woman reaches down and kisses the young man on the forehead. And what a fine prince you'll be. Rise, my boy! Take your place next to us. The woman in Violet raises her hands toward the opposite side of the man in white. She whispers a word, but her speech is different. There is a surge of energy in the room, and a matching throne to the one that the man in white is sitting in appears with a flourish. The woman takes her seat, and the young man tentatively rises before taking his seat on his own throne. He reclines into the comfort, relaxing and embracing that feeling of power slowly filling him. A wide grin spreads across his face. And now, <laughs> let the games begin.
thank you for listening to Red Wing, the audio drama podcast. Red Wing is written, directed, and produced by J.V. Hampton Van Sant. That's me. The cast of Red Wing includes J.V. Hampton Van Sant, Amanda Jacobson, Chris Green, Dane Shiner, Simon Weeks, Christine Osimo, Skylar Pering, John Buckley, Brittany Nicholson, Lucy Fitzgerald, Kenyon Lang, Katie Hearn Church, Nathan Foster, Atticus Jackson, Rhett Hall, and Kiara Jeter as Birdkeeper. Red Wing's official musician extraordinaire is Nico from We Talk of Dreams. Additional music from Kevin McLeod. The Red Wing logo is designed by J.V. Hampton Van Sant, and official character art is from the fantastic Click Art Studios. We would like to thank the following shows for being inspirations and or being involved in the podcast itself. Wine and Crime, Crime and Color, Queen's Podcast, Brain Trust Brothers Podcast, Gravity Beard, The No Sleep Podcast, Congeria, The Cryptid Keeper, Deliberations, Getting Off Podcast, Spirits Podcast, the entire family at Blazing Caribou Studios, and everyone in the hashtag Audio Drama Sunday family. If you would like to support the show, buy official Red Wing merchandise, or if you just want to stay in touch, all of our links are in the show notes and on our website, redwingpodcast.com. Be well, stay safe, and fly high, heroes. That was the first episode of Red Wing, an audio drama produced, edited, and written by JV. If you'd like to hear more, please go to redwingpodcast.com.